a um, that's a line in a Eminem song. Oh, yeah. Are, are you Newsweek as well? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's got it. That song translates to Australian, Kate. Oh yeah, definitely. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sevon Podcast. It's 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Kate Gordon from Australia is on the show today, along with is James. I don't see. Oh, there he is. Along with James Hobart coming in the nick of time and on the ones and twos. <clears throat> we have Matt Souza, owner of CrossFit Livermore. And I've been um, he has a po- he has a podcast where he reads journal articles from Greg Glassman's journal. I think in his twenty podcasts, he has less views than we have current <laughs> viewers right now. Is that right. true, Matt? Yes, podcast? yes. I oh, think I did. Cool. I did a dozen of them. I read them verbatim and uh, just made. I really thought it was important that those also had audio versions of them because I yeah, thought their voice was super. Yeah. So An audio I version of like the book would be so good. Exactly. So I just started to do that because Savon was like, hey, if you think it's a great idea, why don't you do it? So I did. And ironically, I hate reading out loud. It's like uh gives me anxiety just thinking about it. So it took forever, but I did it. Are we on YouTube right now? We, we are. are we? Okay. I'm going to jump off and I'm going to try to figure out. I don't know if I could share that photo. So keep trying. Just keep trying. Okay. Uh, uh, Hobart, please don't talk until it's your turn. Um, Catherine, uh, yeah, it is genius adding Kate. I was actually looking for a dwarf Jewish black lesbian co-host so that the way if I said anything inappropriate, she could put me in my place. And But instead, I were stuck with Kate Gordon. I don't know if it's genius, but it's the best we can do. And, and I have a, a thing for L1 trainers. And so now there's two on the show, and I think I'm cool as shit. Are your kids vaccinated at all? That is none of your fucking business. No, they are not. My kids were born vaginally and were not given a bath for two to three months for no reason. We just didn't do it. And then they breastfed until they were 18 months. My kids hardly ever wear shoes unless they're playing tennis or skateboarding. In their other sports, jiu-jitsu, they don't, uh, they don't wear shoes or they don't wear shoes and they do CrossFit. Hobart, good to see you, dude. Fuck, four, three, four shows. Are you cool? I invited Kate Gordon. You know who she is? I, I do know Kate, yes. <laughs> you cool with her being here? Absolutely. Very cool. She's gonna try to keep she's gonna try to keep us honest. We need more of that. And it's mostly I just I need backup for keeping you honest. <laughs> are, are you on the text thread with that Kate's on that we were working before the show? I don't know. I think so. Yeah. I'm, I'm upset that you don't know that answer to that question. And, um, oh shit. Catherine is a black dwarf lesbian. Are you Jewish? That's only three of the four. I need a Jew. Uh, I, the reason why I ask is because, um, uh, uh, Ho- uh Hobart, uh, Sousa sent out a text and said 53 minutes till the show starts. And Kate's, uh, made the inside joke of, well, shit, I'm grocery shopping. You know, referring to Danielle Brandon last week was grocery shopping. Were you on that thread? Yeah, I was. Yeah, that was good. I like that. <laughs> the show is still going, people. Just we're just we're just having a moment of silence. Your joke made me sneeze, so I had to mute my mic. Dude, you don't have to mute your mic. What is that? Do- it's Matt Souza listening to like probably like QAnon shit in the background. He forgot to mute his mic. 
Didn't no, that, that sound was like... me. Oh. It was me. <laughs> I up. It was me. I'm trying to find out where you find the uh, comments on YouTube. Okay, so open another window, uh, Kate. Yeah. Um, and, and go to the Sevon. Just type in the Sevon podcast and then click on it. And then you can click on the most recent show. Um, it should have a picture of you and um, Hobart. You know, you know what's crazy is like, so when I pick those pictures of you and Hobart to advertise the show, it's like I have no problem picking one like of, that exploits Hobart's body. Like, you know, like with a kettlebell <laughs> over his head with his shirt off and his pants like slipping low enough to where you see some pubes. And that, But yes. like I, I struggle doing that to you. Like I wanted to do that to you. I wanted to use that one where you're wearing the jeans. Yeah. But I just, I just couldn't. I, I forget which one I chose, but like I just couldn't. I just couldn't exploit you the way I could, Hobart. Maybe... <laughs> As time goes on, I'll objectify I'll know you, that, you. I'll know, like, our relationships leveled up when you start exploiting my <laughs> social media photos. Yes, yes. When I start using your body the way I use Hobart's body. It's not a relationship anyone wants. Uh, uh, we have the phone number at the top. Um, normally, the show would be at 6 o'clock. Um, like I said, both James and Kate are part of the CrossFit L1 team. Probably one of the most profound two days of my entire life. It's changed my life ever since I took that course. Um, and uh, I have no reason to say that. I don't make any money from that. I have no, I actually have a, a, a chip to grind with, chip, a chip to grind with CrossFit, but there's no doubt Not CrossFit chip. level one course is the greatest two days you can spend of your life. If you haven't taken it, go take it. Anyway, so Hobart was doing the CrossFit level one this weekend, Saturday and Sunday. Where were you, Hobart? In I was city. in F- Fort Worth, Texas at CrossFit 817. And 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 the the funny part of Kate saying she was at the grocery store is Kate lives in Australia where you're not allowed to go to the grocery store. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> no, we, and, and, it's the one thing we can do. We, we've got four reasons to leave and getting food is one of the four reasons. What are the, other, what are the three? other three? I asked first. Uh, you, can, you can get food. You can go and provide care. So like if you're a caregiver, you can provide care. Uh, you can exercise for up to two hours a day. And then I think the other ones, if you're like an emergency worker, you can provide emergency services. I thought so boning, really, I, I thought, thought when I talked to you last week, I thought when I talked to you last week, boning <laughs> was one of the reasons. I was waiting for you yeah, to say so that, Simone. Or is that so care? Is that care? A, it's called your bonk, buddy. Um, yeah. So you can, you can leave your house. You can go and tra- travel outside of your bubble to visit an intimate partner. So that's, that's five reasons. Yeah, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. Also, the bottle shops are still open, and they've been open this entire time. So if you want to go and get drunk, you can still do that. Did you, did you see um, that they were giving – I forget which organization was, but it was out of the UK. And when the um, pandemic first started, they actually said um, that you should only be having sex in positions where your partner's face isn't facing <laughs> you. And they gave a list of positions. And they, it was, like, serious. It was like – I was like, Wow. Did you see that viral video that came out of Australia? It was like the whole get on the beers video. I'm sure you saw it, Kate. Yeah. It's been That's playing a- on our radios. Like there's a song. <laughs> <laughs> get on the beers. What is it? There was a, a, I don't know which local politician, but there was a, a local politician made this, I don't know, statement. Allowed to go out to the pub with your mates and get on the BS. And somebody took this and like remixed it into a song. Oh, and it was wow. like, a po- became like a popular song. Kate knows, and I shouldn't, I should just shut up. Kate should probably describe it. It was, uh, it was our guy as well in, in Melbourne, Mr. Dan Andrews. He's the one who was like, you guys can't go out and get on the BS. And then everyone was like, get on the BS, get on the BS. 
Australia. Okay, Hobart. Let's do. Hey, um, Susan, did you did you were you able to show that picture of that old lady and myself with my? I shouldn't call her an old lady. She's probably same age as me. I have my arm around her. Try, but I haven't been able to get it get it to work yet. But I do have pulled up. Get on the bias. Hold on. Let me uh, let me try. You know, Yay. Ryan would have had that picture of that old lady up. Be nice. Just saying. He's, Who, Ryan's that? young. Uh, so I was at the skate park today. And um, at, at I, I went there early this morning. It's a beautiful hot day here. And I live in an area where, they, you know, like if you go down to the beach, no one's wearing a mask. But if you just go inland, like, I don't know, half a mile, everyone's wearing masks. And like any store you go into, coffee shop, everyone's wearing masks. And it's all theatrics, right? Like they go in and they put them on. And then the second they sit down, they take them off. It, it, the whole thing is so bizarre. But I don't play that game. I don't wear the mask or nothing. So I'm in the skate park today. And I'm in there with my three kids. And this lady walks in. And she walks in with these two kids, and it's a it's a beautiful lady. She looks like a throwback from the fifties. She's like thirty five years old, really short, curly hair, like a fro. And she's wearing these jean shorts, and then with her shirt kind of tied up, with her shirt kind of tied up. You know how girls do that? Like they tie like their shirt in a knot at the bottom, like like, and they should have like straw in their mouth. No, can you show me? I've never seen that. No, I'll not show you. Oh, there it is. <laughs> yes, Lucky showing it on his phone. Oh, that, I like that. It's low tech, but it works. So, so she's in there and she's with her two kids and they're, they're in there and I'm talking to her. And then this lady walks in and this lady walks in and she starts walking straight towards me. She's dressed very nice. She's probably, I don't know, 70 or 80, uh, beautiful hair. I'm very well dressed, stylish. And she walks right towards me and she starts to put her hands out. So I put my hands out and we hug and we embrace and as she pulls away, I said, ma'am, do I know you? And she said, I know everybody. And then the lady that I was with, or who was in the park, who had come into the park, who I chatted with, who had two kids there, the one I told you looked like a throwback from the 50s with the short curly hair and the jean shorts and the two kids. She goes, that's my grandmother. I go, that's your grandmother? And she goes, yeah. And she goes, those are her great grandkids. And so like, I sit down and I just tra- talk with them. And then a bunch of their other friends show up with roller skates and I'm hanging out there. And I'm just like, wow. Like, like the universe knows, like they sent someone over here to hug me, to reassure me that like, Hey, there are still some cool people. Like she came in with no mask. She was 80 years old. It was just cool. It was a, it was a, I felt, I felt the universe talking to me, strangers hugging me, old strangers. And she told me my beard looked amazing. I'm, I'm disappointed you didn't react with a Tony Blower spear. Huh. I, I, I reacted with a I, I reacted with a Kate Gordon. I acted with a Kate Gordon. Are you married? Are you in an open relationship? And, by, and, and then called, sent a picture to my wife and be like, can I bring her home? <laughs> oh, she man. probably was, to be honest, non-monogamous. She sounds like the kind of granny who would be. Who, who would come home with me? Yeah. I think so too. I think my wife would have approved of her too. I actually, so then I said, Hey, can I take a picture of you? She goes, why would you want a picture of me? I go, I want to show my wife that there's still like humanity that there's like, Holy shit. It's not just me. That's just out here. Barefoot, a dirt twirling hippie wanting to love on everyone. There's other, there's other, there's other wackadoodles. Yeah. What, what is the barefoot thing? Why don't your kids wear shoes? I, I, I was in, I was, I was living in Santa Barbara and, and um, there was this time I, I misplaced my shoes and I just stopped wearing shoes. And then somewhere along the line, I realized, holy shit, 
people just put on shoes because they're tools. Not shoes or tools, because they are tools. But people put on shoes. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> <Can't get it. laughs> Why do you wear shoes, Hobart? Why do you put on shoes? Well, it's funny you say this. My, my wife, Cassandra's been, like, working out barefoot, and she, yeah. like, says her feet feel so much better. And she's like, wears shoes way less than she, maybe when she mows the lawn sometimes, but she wears shoes like way less than she ever has. She really likes it. I would never let my wife mow the lawn. I'd go out there and beat the shit out of her if she did that. Why would you do that? I don't know. I just said that to be, it's terrible. To be <laughs> uh, from New Bern, North Carolina. You're live with Kate Gordon and James Hobart on the Sevon podcast. Uh-oh, uh-oh, wait, 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 wait. That first call, it's always a little rough. Hey, you're on. Hey. Hey. Is my audio coming through clear? Yeah, you're not stoned, are you? I had too many stoners on the show. <laughs> no, I was going to make sure that uh, that came across. I'm not a stoner. Okay. I'm not a stoner. Uh, it's just late here, and uh, it's 11 o'clock in Greenville, North Carolina. Oh, that's is that home of uh, Jason Hopper? No, he's Greenville, South Carolina, uh, <laughs> no shit. You're in Greenville, North Carolina, and Jason Hopper's Greenville, South Carolina. Yeah, I know. Actually, if he was North Carolina, I wanted to see him, but no, he's he's South Carolina. Wow. Uh, uh, Kate is uh, lives too far away from you to date you. What's your next question? <laughs> in, but I'm Hobart will date you. With a three year old. Yeah. No, so uh, <laughs> I'm, I've been drinking the Kool Aid. Yeah. I've been, I've been drinking the Kool-Aid. I appreciate everything you share. But my, my question now is, do you have an ETA for Greg Glassman coming on the show? I do. I, I um, You know, someone, I just spoke to him the other day. He called the other day during the show, and, like, I told him I was on the podcast, and he called back again. And I'm like, hey, dude, if you do keep doing that, I'm just going to patch you in. And uh, so then I talked to him later and I said, Hey, you should just call in one day and I'll patch you in. He said, sure. But I think the truth is, I think there's some reasons why he wants to wait till January 1st. You can come up. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty obvious why. And, um, and then, uh, and then also um, I was also, someone had the idea of having him come on on the 200th show. And I thought that was kind of cute to have him on the 200th show. Yeah. That'd be pretty awesome. Yeah. But uh, thanks for your question. Anything else? Uh, no, man. I love what you do. Thank you. And I, thanks for I calling in. It makes like our show real. Yeah, I was scared to be the first one tonight, but I figured it might help maybe start off some more phone calls. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Everyone, Everyone's scared. Like, you're scared, then Kate's the next most scared, then Hobart, and then me. I'm the least scared. I'm, all, I'm usually the most scared, but I'm relying on these guys today. Yeah, but butterflies are good, though, right? Yeah. I mean, it's... If you weren't nervous, you wouldn't care. You gotta gotta lean into that stuff. Is that true, Kate? Yes. Yeah, I want to hear Kate's thoughts on this. This is gonna be a tough My one. Dear? Kate's taking Laura Horvath's position. Yes. <laughs> no. <I agree>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nah. I'll just give you this like typical Australian New Zealand just response to everything. Yeah, nah. Yeah, nah. All right, brother. Thank you for calling. Uh, Greg will be on by Jan 1, I hope. All right. Appreciate it. Jan 2 is actually more realistic. Uh, Okay, Hobart. Let's do this. All right. Here we go. You ready to start? I am. 
We got a lot of news to go through. We're going to start off uh, with a little just mixed bag, soggy sales here. So I guess the Department of Housing and Urban Development, HUD, um, buys up a lot of foreclosed houses that a lot of that are undesirable. So this is an issue where HUD is buying up a lot of houses that are in flood zones. Now, one of the big issues behind it is that I don't think they're being very clear in disclosing all of the issues necessary insurance potential uh, for future floods to new home buyers. And one of the other big issues attached to that is a lot of the new, I don't know why I'm laughing. This is not funny. Um, a lot of the new home buyers um, are come from lower income levels, um, working class jobs, things like that. So they don't necessarily have a lot of resources to manage or deal with things after the flood happens if they didn't have insurance, so on and so forth. So one expert said they worry that HUD appears to be inadvertently concentrating marginalized people in risky areas and setting families up for big financial losses down the road. So don't buy a house from the U.S. government. So the U.S. government's buying homes and supposedly they that like are being foreclosed on or something and they know that they're in flood zones and then they're putting they're reselling them without telling people well it's it's not as simple as they're not retelling people but i don't think they they don't have really any specific obligations to disclose all of the necessary future issues you know the specific percentage of the flood risk all of the necessary insurance that somebody might need in, if they move into that area they're not buying up a ton of homes but, um, you know, I think in, 12, in the last three years, they sold nearly 100,000 homes around the country. Um, but it's clear that the the buyers get less information about, about flood risk than if you I call buying. bullshit. Our government would never, ever do that. I figured that's you'd a, say that. That's a lie. And, and more so, they would never do that in Australia because their government really cares about people. Here we go. I don't think anyone's obligated to tell you any information about the house. You just buy it and you fucking buy as risk. I, they have some. They've got to have some laws. They got. I, I, my wife did, dealt dealt with all that stuff. They got. Yeah, look at look how safe Australia is. They didn't even let anyone on the street. Well, you just got to look up the um, riots happening in Melbourne right now with the uh, the tradies. What are the tradies? What? Okay, tradies are uh, like trade workers. So like builders and uh, anyone who like works on construction sites and. Yesterday, or uh, sorry, not yesterday, Sunday, we had our roadmap delivered to us to take us out of lockdown and back to normal life. Oh, yeah, I heard that. It was it was not a great roadmap. And so come yesterday, what was yesterday, Monday in Australia, uh, all of the traders decided that they weren't going to put up with the the plan of if you're not vaccinated by the end of the week, you're not working. So a whole lot of them went on strike, showed up at the doors of their... um, of their union, so they're like representatives who's basically in bed with the government. And we're like, no, fuck you guys. Um, so there was just like this big outbreak. It got super violent. And then what they came back with, the like the solution for this was, okay, we're shutting down all construction sites for two weeks starting today. So it's like just from wow. one extreme to another. And they've just shut down construction for two weeks. So now not only like did they have a whole lot of people turning up, you know, basically making a choice to take the day off work to go on strike. Now, no one's even working. They've literally got <laughs> nothing left to lose. And they've just like released these <laughs> very angry tradies out onto Melbourne. And they're all walking the streets at the moment, like just going nuts. It's, 
it's it's incredible because if if I heard if I heard that um that correctly, what 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 I forget the guy's name, one one of the leaders of one of the states there, what he basically said is on December eleventh, they were basically um going they know that they'll be at eighty percent vaccinated and that they're gonna open up regardless. It's just time to open, he says. But the problem is is that the we already know that 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 the medicine those people are taking is not gonna work. And so the whole point of your lockdowns was to protect people, but we're seeing all over the world that the medicine's not working because the disease is making some moves, right? And so it's just crazy. What are you guys going to, when you guys open again, it's just, it, it, it means that the last two years that you guys have been closed has been pointless. Because yeah, you're going to open strange. and everyone's going to get sick. I can't, I can't wait till this, the people in New Zealand are so goddamn cocky. I can't wait till this thing just runs rampant there too. Just <laughs> fucking like turns into Mississippi over there. <laughs> yeah, everyone's kind of fucked. Everyone's fucking themselves. In Australia and New Zealand, the lockdowns, I think, are making things worse. And what they've done in... So at least no, 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 you know they are. You know they are. You don't think. You know they are. In Melbourne, they've predicted, like, the worst possible scenario. So they're predicting for, like, something like over 2,000 deaths in January. And so the whole plan is to try and, like, prevent or mitigate that. But the predictions are, as I said, they're kind of the worst possible outcome. So they've taken the most pessimistic view, meaning that they're going to keep people locked down for as long as possible based on the worst possible outcome. When that may not actually happen, therefore they're keeping people out of work, they're shutting like businesses down. Like, it, it, and what they've done with for gyms, for example, gyms have been closed for almost 250 days. It'll be 250 days by about the time that we get to 80% fully vaccinated. And what they're saying is that there's going to be a limit on the number of people that can come back to gyms and they must be fully vaccinated. So it's like gym members or gym owners who have had to have their doors closed for 250 days will now have to turn away clients that are not vaccinated like and just turn away that income i'm like it's it's fucking not going to happen like i don't know who's going to mandate that because unless there's like a government official in every gym it's not it's not happening god it's nuts i the cdc just released today that one out of every five hundred thousand children of the age of six who gets this thing dies one of every 500,000. So it's probably a six year old, like with leukemia or something. Hey, that's the only stat I need to know that the whole thing is bullshit. Like, I don't care about any other stat. I really don't. I don't care if it kills a hundred percent of people who are 47 years old. I don't care if it's only killing one out of every 500,000 six year olds. I'm good to go. You fucking idiots. It's fucking nuts. And you know why it's not it's only six year olds, because six year olds aren't fat yet. Well, that's changing. Dude, I saw a stat. Fifty two percent of the kids this can't be right, but I I read it yesterday. Fifty two percent of the kids under the age of eighteen in Chile are obese. In Chile, I would have never thought that. Chile. That's the skinny country down below us, like way below us, Kate, in case you didn't know. It's like way down there. I know where Chile is. Kate knows where Chile is. I know. I know where it is. Australians are always good with geography. Yeah. I, I think it's just that Americans are kind of bad with geography. <laughs> yeah, I was just saying you know, Americans are just idiots <laughs> when it comes to what? Yeah. There's a there's something outside of my state? I didn't know that. The last time this person called, I got Hello. You're with James Hobart and Kate Gordon. How may I help you? Well, I'm just sitting here listening to you guys talking about COVID. And I'm from Canada. Uh oh. And we just voted in the same prime minister yes. again today. What? Who's man- mandating all this stuff. Yeah, we actually had a choice, man. 
That Trudeau guy got reelected today. He is reelected today, man. It's a minority, but I am just crushed. I don't know what we're going to do out here now. Boy, that speech he gave a couple he, days ago that's going viral is terrifying. Oh, I know. I know. Uh, he was he was basically saying that they're going to um, the the people who the the they're gonna the blacks are gonna sit in one area the Jews are gonna sit in the other area and the whites are gonna sit in the other area like every and I'm, I'm being a, a little uh, lip glib but they're gonna have seating and restaurant everything's gonna be separated between the vaccinated and unvaccinated everything separated it's but like the most it's, it's it's crazy they're gonna load up there it's nuts. Jews in this door, non-Jews in this door. I mean, it is so obvious. It is so fucking crazy. I can't even believe it's our life. I can't believe this is happening in 2021. Oh, man, I'm just, I'm, I'm just beside myself. I, I really thought Canada was better than this. And, um, yeah, man, it's crushing tonight. People are, people are going to be crushed. There's going to be, I mean, he's a tyrant, man. He's just an unbelievable human being that should not be in power but and what's crazy is he's not even really like a full a show, male so. he's not even like a full male which is kind of it's a trip that he's a tyrant like that like you would picture him to be like some i don't know like well just, tyrant really isn't a good word but he's really screwing over the canadian people man like we're we're going to be like australia probably timed some because it's it's going to be so the stuff he's saying I honestly cannot believe that he's voted in. I just, I, it's, I'm beside myself, but I want you guys to have a show and I hope this doesn't get canceled. So I'll let you guys go. <laughs> hey, I want to just say one thing to you, just, just so you know, this might make you feel better. <laughs> um, Americans have always had an in- inferiority complex when it comes to Canadians and Australians. We've always thought you're cooler than us. That is no longer true. Thank you. Okay, Hobart, no more. That story wasn't even about COVID, and we got off COVID. Can you talk about dogs or some shit? Well, I just, I'm still stuck on the fact that I forget that in Australia, there's nicknames. I really, you, you, okay, have you met Lachlan McGonagall? He works on level one seminar staff as well. He's also from Melbourne and um, Melbs, as he always calls it, but they have nicknames for like everything. And I was like, if you referred to like working class people as tradies in the United States, I feel like, I'd be locked up for that. Canceled. Canceled. I'd be done. But anyway, I was like, Trady. I was like, oh my God, it sounds terrible. <laughs> See, that's why she's on the show. She can slick. She's already like blurring the line like Trady's. Yeah, I'll say that and I'll just be like, my Instagram will be deleted when I get off this, this podcast. <laughs> um, I was actually going to talk about the election, but uh, there you go. Because their voting was uh, today and Trudeau's back in. Okay. Um, volcano in Spain. Well, not really in Spain. It's in the Canary Islands. The oh, Cumbra Vieja volcano on Spain's La Palma Island is continuing to expel molten lava and ash after erupting on Sunday and is likely to do so for days. Again, I don't know why I'm laughing. It's not funny for anyone there. Um, the president of the Canary Islands regional government warned this on Monday. It's going to continue for the rest of the week. Um, it's about uh, it's off the coast of Western Sahara, Morocco, and the Canary Islands. The last major eruption was 50 years ago, um, leading up to this one. I guess the reason I'm laughing is just you know you just can't mess with nature. Um, the Canary Islands Volcanology Institute wrote in a statement on Facebook that there have been more than 25,000 earthquakes. Wow. <laughs> um, also, lava is about 2,000 degrees Fahrenheit, so. 
the officials have warned the local residents to keep their distance from the eruption. What, which great. island? Which island? Uh, I believe it is uh, Spain's La Palma Island. It's down in the Canary Islands. Should be just uh, if you go like due west from Western Sahara and Morocco. I, or I went Marrakesh to Tenerife. And Morocco. I've been out to the Canary Islands. I went. Of course, to the, you have the one that's called Tenerife. Was there a volcano there? No, but the beaches <laughs> suck. As I recall, the beaches are basically just volcanic rock. Just, look at yeah, look rock. at that thing. Have you been, Kate? No. Jeez. I don't know if I'll go now. <laughs> wow. I, I think it's actually think, Africa, right? Right? I think the Canary Islands are considered Africa. Oh my well, I mean, it's much closer. It seems much closer where this island is to Africa than Spain, but I'm not a, not a seaman. So are people, are people leaving? Are people? Yeah, I think they've evacuated about 5,000 people so far. I think there was, they said something like uh, there are 80,000 people on the island, but I don't know if they're evacuating everyone. Which is really interesting because when I see volcano, I'd be as far away from that if I could be as far away from that that island as humanly possible. Hobart, is there always a volcano erupting somewhere on Earth? Is that like just something that's always happening somewhere? I'm gonna say yes, and especially because of underwater volcanoes. So I hope somebody out there has some marine or geol tech. Would it be geology knowledge, geological knowledge? I'm gonna say yes. Always, there's somewhere on Earth. There's always a volcano active and erupting it's, it's that's awesome we need somebody to call in no no don't call in with don't the information call in. don't call in <laughs> write in the comments don't call i in. need the volcanologist to get in here good one i like a volcano story i am disappointed you went to cnn but I'm, I'm gonna cut you some slack yeah thank you all right next one fuck bees uh -oh. oh yes this is my volcanologist right here <laughs> Conway, Arkansas, AR. I think. Yep, definitely someone who knows about vol volcanoes. Conway, Arkansas. You're on the Holy, look at that stat. Kate Gordon and James Hobart. What's up? Hey, what's up? Are you a volcanologist? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, my name's Connor. I just wanted to to, to call in. I, I have been listening to you for like the last two months or so and uh you've really inspired me to stop eating sugar <laughs> oh, <yeah>. and uh <laughs> and have uh lost a decent amount of weight honestly so um yeah i just wanted to let you know uh, it's really affected my life Not good. the news is officially over this is now a show oh, yeah. about sugar and weight loss tell me more tell me more <laughs> how how, how fucking legit. hard was it that first week of giving up sugar have you given it up completely um, just about my wife and I will still eat fruit, but besides that, we're not eating sugar. Wait, what, what do you guys but eat honestly, that still has sugar? Like what's your treat? Uh, just fruit. like some fruit, but that's, oh. that's about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you're not doing like haagen at night before you go to bed or none of that shit? No, no. Wow. Congratulations. No. Yeah, man, it's been good. Um, but not like the first maybe couple days were tough, but. Besides that, it really, it really wasn't. But now I just feel like I've got so much more control over my appetite. I always felt like I was overeating, and uh, man, now I just feel so much better. 
That that's one of the things that people don't understand. Like I'll hear people who I respect, um, and I'd like to have her on the show, Steph Cohen. But you have these people like Steffi Cohen who are just incredibly fucking disciplined, and they're like, "Hey, eating a little bit of sugar is okay," or they talk about, "Hey, as long as you're in caloric deficit, you'll lose weight," and they talk about it like like what they're saying is true. But what they don't realize is that there's a ton of us out there who basically the second we stop eating added sugar and refined carbohydrates, that's enough for us. Everything else is just kind of like you said, like you stop overeating. You're not, you don't just sit Mm -hmm. down and eat a box of Ritz crackers anymore. You don't eat a pound M&Ms anymore. You don't drink from, you don't, um, instead of chain smoke, chain drink Coca-Colas. And that basically for us, we have to stop that. And then basically the protein and fat, we can just go buck wild on it and, and we're satiated. Yeah, I'm, I'm, you you said it really well. Once you stop eating that added sugar, the, the, a lot of that other shit just kind of falls into place. It's really cool. Yeah, for I'm sure. So stoked for you, man. Did you have you taken your CrossFit L one yet? No, I haven't. <laughs> um, how old are you? I'm 24. Oh, you got plenty of time. I found that shit when I was 34. Yeah. But dude, it's you. You'll be so stoked. Don't feel like you need. Are you doing CrossFit? Um, sort of. I do it kind of on my own not really at the gym yeah me too me too i tell people i do it but really i just ride the assault bike a lot but i'm okay with that <laughs> um uh if you get a chance don't feel like you need to I, I know it's not cheap although they haven't raised the price in 10 years don't feel like you need any crossfit experience to go there like if one rolls into town like i would even write them a letter and see if you get one for free i don't think they do that but it's like it's like mm. that good like that and uh yeah, congratulations. You don't know how stoked I am to hear that. It is really the um all of the other things that people complain about like high cholesterol, salt's bad for you, just all this other nonsense shit will go away once you remove added sugar. It, it it's it's the sh- yeah. eating sugar basically makes it so the rest of the system can't operate properly. It's like putting it's mm-hmm. like putting peanut butter in your gas tank of your of your automobile. Soon as you stop doing that, <laughs> yeah, and sure. hey, if you're doing that at 24, be compassionate with yourself. Maybe you'll fuck up and have a few year run, but now you know, and you're really going to need that power and that knowledge when you're in your 40s. I'm telling you, Hobart and Kate don't yeah. know. They don't know. They know a lot. They know a lot more than me, but they don't know about the 40 thing. Do you feel like? Um, do you feel like your taste has changed? I think something that's really cool that happens when you cut out a lot of that stuff is like you just acquire a different taste for food because you get adjusted to eating whole foods again. Yeah, I mean, I feel that for sure. Like, I just, I don't crave necessarily the same things. Uh, it's easier to just to eat stuff that I know is not going to be poison for my body. So, I, a I really, mean, it's, it's just easier to... There's a really good um, TED Talk by a guy called Doug, Doug Carlisle called The Pleasure Trap. Go and watch The Pleasure Trap. Mm-hmm. He talks about the way that your okay. taste change when you cut out sugar and you cut out that shit. And it's fucking cool because you realize that like, you know, you can acquire a taste th- throughout your whole life. Right. And it's like why some kids eat like veggies, like Savan's kids and some other kids eat ice cream all the time because they've acquired a different taste for food. Um, and the pleasure trap talks about the trap of food that has shit like sugar in it and it's a trap because you become adjusted to that and that becomes normal. And so when you remove it, other food is fucking bland and shit. But after a period of time, mm-hmm. it becomes really delicious and satiating. And it's like you can eat meat and veg and you're quite happy with it. And suddenly you realize how mm-hmm. sweet food is, right? That's got the sugar in it. It's such a great, it's a, he's a really funny guy too. All right, I'll check it out. Hey, how much weight have you lost? 
Well, I'm not even, I'm not really tracking it, but I, I can, I, yeah, I can just tell my clothes are looser, to be honest with you. Um, oh, isn't that so nice? <laughs> What were you going to say, Hobart? For sure. You were going to say how what genius it was to have Kate Gordon on the show? I was actually just going to say that, yeah. Because I was just going to say something stupid. And then Kate rolls in with this beautiful <laughs> recommendation about a TED Talk to just re- reprogram your taste buds. And I was just going to, yeah. I was going to say, like, I love cucumbers or something like that. <laughs> hey, hey um, you're 24 and you're married already? Yeah, I got married three years ago, 21. Oh, wow. And do you have kids? No, no kids yet. Are you in an open relationship? No, no, I'm not. And uh, can you tell me your name? My name's Connor. Oh, yeah, that's Conway, right. Conway, Arkansas. That's right. And oh. uh, by the way, they, uh, my life has barely changed since COVID started in Arkansas. There's been zero lockdown here. But anyways. Yeah, I expect, that's awesome. Good, good on Arkansas. Kind of state mm-hmm. that I, that I was raised in Berkeley, California, making fun of all you fuckers, and now look at you guys. <laughs> look at you guys. No lockdowns there. Sure. Hey Connor, would you do me a favor and just and just stay in touch with me and let me know how it goes? The good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah. If if I lose my Instagram account, like do it through the podcast or something <laughs> else, please. I'd yeah, love man, to. I'm, I'm listening every day for sure. Cool. All right, brother. Thank you so much for sharing that story. That's sweet. Yeah, appreciate it. Yep. Ah, I'm gonna sleep well tonight. Even, even, even drinking good dudes at 8:30 p.m. Just for the record, I also wanted to make a joke about the pleasure trap. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, damn. Yeah, tell me. No, we're moving on. We're gonna talk about bees. I'm proud of you, Hobart. That's really going out on a limb for you to. to I know. Just juxtapose those words together. Pleasure <laughs> trap. You're good. You're loosening up. Three shows in, you're really loosening up. Well, now because like. Kate clearly is going to like usurp this position of the intellectual on the show. I got to, I got to, I'm just going to spiral it just into comic relief. Um, that's all I God, have. I can't believe there's no one else in this space. What are you fuckers doing? This is oh, what's easy. this? This was not okay. This is sad. 60 penguins were killed by a swarm of bees on a beach near Cape Town, South Africa. I guess the bees don't sting unless provoked. So the penguins started shit. They lost. Um, the scientists are working on an assumption that a nester hive in the area was disturbed and caused a mass. A mass. How many bees do you need to kill 60 penguins? Uh, massive bees to flee the nest swarm and became aggressive. I would say so, Nikki Stander. This is an amazing story. It's, I hope it's true. I mean, I don't hope it's true because I hope that many penguins weren't killed because they're much more adorable than bees. But yeah, I hope it's true. So, so when I think of penguins, I don't think of bees being in the same habitat. Don't bees need like flowers and, and penguins are like where there's no, even no plant life? I don't know. I'm wow. And, and don't penguins like it? Isn't that like a thick coat they have that protects them from the winter cold? Yeah, I think they have like thicker skin and maybe – I don't think – do penguins have blubber, more fat content? Like I really – I'm not a volcanologist or a penguinologist. But um, yeah, it's that's a pretty a, sad story. That's the best story you've ever um, – I know. That's the best story you've done. In the th- is this our third episode of the news? I think uh, – third. This might be – no, this was four. Four? Yeah. All right. But it's just a reminder. You just can't mess with nature. That's that's what that is. The last two stories are just like at the end of the day. 
Hey, that, I would have paid. That's a pay per view event. If someone would have had a camera there and live, 60. and then like <laughs> bees what? versus penguins, ten ninety nine. Yeah, ten thousand bees just. <laughs> oh my god! All oh, those are alive. I thought they were all dead. Just the carnage. <laughs> just people just laughing and taking pictures. You know, that's oh, devastating. Kate took my level one. She became my celebrity crush as soon as, wait, as soon as he spoke in the seminar. I think Kate's a she. Um, I think I he just ha- mis- misspelt. Oh, if I didn't have a bright red mullet, maybe I would have told her. Oh, yeah, yeah, he just misspelt. Do you remember a guy? His name's bright- Flanny. With a, is that, is that an Irish name? Mullet. It could be a nickname. We're in Australia, remember? Flanny could be anything. Wow. So as soon as she opened her mouth, that's when your crush started. That's awesome. <laughs> it's Boom. a pleasure trap. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, so good. Okay, good. Rolling on. Roll Hobart. All right. Slack lining in France. French daredevil Nathan Pollen completed a 2,100-foot slack line walk 200 feet above the Seine River on Saturday. Walk began on the first floor of the Eiffel Tower and finished at the Theater National des Chalots. Paul in 27, um, at some points, laid down and sat on the slack line. H- longest high line crossing the city, and he's done this before. He holds 10 world records. It was just really amazing. I was hoping Matt would pull up some pictures and that would let us show him because it just looks beautiful and super cool and terrifying. How, how, how long is that slack line? 2,100 feet. God, where so, do you even find a slack line that's 2,100 feet long? I don't know. I, I think he, he did it like – he's wearing like jeans and like – I don't know. It's just crazy to me. Is, is that like he has an iPod or is there, there's like headphones <laughs> it, he has like hanging on around his way? It looks like he's just out for a walk on the street. He looks so French. <laughs> so French is perfect. Hey, if that shirt would have been red, it could have been Where's Waldo. He should have had that shirt red and white. <laughs> That's nuts. Hey, did, did you ever see that documentary about the guy who um, – Oh, not hot. Well, what was that called? He crossed the World Trade Center. Yeah. I'm just trying to remember what that was called. But yes. Man, that's a great movie. That and, If you haven't seen that documentary, you should see it. Someone will write it in the comments. It's about a guy who basically – him and his team put a line from one Trade Center building to the other, and he walks across it. And, and he did no safety harness, right? There was no – yeah, I don't think so. It's wild. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. It's a, it's a, he was in a dentist office getting ready to see the dentist, and he opened up a magazine, and it said hey, and somewhere in the United States they were going to build the two tallest buildings in the world. And he, he took the magazine, stole the magazine, and ran out of the dentist office and made it his lifelong goal to walk across the two buildings. And they did it illegally. Man on wire. Oh, is that what it is, man on wire? Philippe Petit. Yeah. Yeah, that's nuts. Those buildings are no longer there. Next story. Uh, Ready for some CrossFit news? Oh, yes. All right. Thunder from down under. Nine athletes eligible to compete in the CrossFit events after serving doping bans from 2017 have been announced. Uh, One of them, Ricky Garrard, who is stripped from his title after testing positive for Testalone. An Endura ball in a sample taken after the CrossFit Games in 2017. He finished third. He'll be eligible to compete in the CrossFit Games competitions again on October 3rd, and I believe he'll be out competing in the Dubai Championships. 
Uh, who are the others? Do you know who the other six are? Uh, it's other eight. That's a long list of athletes. I don't think any of them with uh, his type of, you know, horsepower or star power from the games. Are any of them coming back? The article didn't really mention that. So sad. And um, have you trained? Wait, uh, Kate's in Australia, and this guy's Australian. Okay, yes, Kate. Have you ever trained with Ricky? No, his uh, brother did my level one. Though I've met him a couple times. Benny. But, um, yeah, but uh, ben- I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna come back and do some damage. We'll see. Oh, good, good. I'm. I've been begging him to be on the podcast. You know what? I need to offer him the pleasure trap. I need to, I need to up my game. <laughs> I think he's he did he's been very he's been very responsive. He did say he's going to come on. I think it's um I find it humorous how polarizing he is. Like I understand like if like why Patrick Vellner might be pissed at him. You know what I mean? Because like Patrick could have been got on the podium and like didn't get that chance. But like the rest of us, it's like, dude, come on, man, let the gut let be cool, be fucking cool. Yeah, it's fun. I know, I know, but whatever. Hey, uh, what, what what do you think about this? Um, Hunter Mac, do you know who Hunter McIntyre is? That uh, do you guys know who he is? Mm-hmm. Do you know who he is, Hobart? Is he the um, hunt? The he, he's the guy who got sheriff? invited to the games. Yeah, yeah the, the sheriff. Wild card. Yeah, yeah. yeah, wild card. Yeah, so I had him on the podcast, and I really actually liked him, and which in, in, in I, and I really did not want to like him, but I he he actually, um, and it's not like he was trying. It's not like he's like nice, but I but I really like him anyway. And so we got into it on the show at the end of the show that he's basically saying that CrossFit is like inundated with steroids, and I'm like, yo, eat a dick. There's no steroids in it. And so like when articles like this come out this morning, I get an I get a link to this article, and he goes, oh your beloved um, noble people, you know, and he, he writes me a, a text basically saying like throwing this in my face and I'm like, Hey, like, and I don't really have a co- comeback. I'm like, shit, is he right? But like, I want to defend CrossFit. So I'm like, Hey dude, compared to other sports and compared to the general pop- populace and compared to just um, gyms in general, CrossFitters do not take steroids. But then I'm like, do they, or am I just fighting with this guy? Like, do we have a drug problem? I'd be curious to know, I don't know, define problem. I'd be curious to know how many athletes who are going to affiliates are taking performance enhancing drugs. I think it's such a small number. I feel like it's people that are on the, on the outside as well. You know, if they're going to be taking, (coughs) I mean, anyone serious that I know is like, they're not risking it, man. They're training and putting all their time into competing and they're going to risk getting caught with fucking some kind of, steroid like <laughs> there's no chance they're putting years and years of work in but i think people that are maybe on the skirts of some of those competitions that aren't getting tested i mean i've been tested at every competition i've done have you, po- like, have you got I, tested positive at any of them no no i'm still competing <laughs> no not 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 been positive like no, i've never i get too paranoid to take fucking magnesium like i'm just like no nope, i don't do anything do you know anyone who does no no, no one who's competing. Do you know anyone Hobart who competes who does? Like, no. Like, they're like, hey, do you want me, you want to share my needle? No. You don't. You don't know anyone. <laughs> no. Um. And, and and so that's that's kind of that's kind of the weird part. And then there are these people online who say like, hey, every CrossFit athlete's taking it. I know a hundred percent sure. But then like, I look at these people like Mallory O'Brien or Emma Emma. Carrie. Uh, 
Emma Carey or uh, uh, we we invited we invited we interviewed this uh, chick on the podcast from Canada, um, Michaelishan Michaelishan. Um, oh, uh, is her first name Sydney? Sydney McLeishan. Sydney, yeah, yeah. And 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 there's just all these young girls, and I'm like, there's no way these girls or uh, 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 who's the girl who trains with Rich Froning, the Haley girl. Hell yeah. Haley, yeah. There's no way those chicks are juicing. There's, I'm just like, they're little girls. They're they're they're. I mean, I mean, they're not little girls. I mean, like, they could you know pick me up and, and carry me a mile faster than I can run it. But but they're just kids. I just I, I I'm just not buying it. I'm not buying that you and Kate are lying to me and that and that there's a problem in the sport. I'm just not buying it. Not buying. It. Are you guys lying to me? I mean, but this article says nine athletes, you know, are finally eligible to compete again. So that's nine athletes who are. I'd be. I don't know what. I'm curious to know the total number of athletes who have tested positive for mm-hmm. PEDs going through games events or just uh, shouldn't say games events, but uh, just the season, the game season. And then for someone to be like, oh, well, if it's one out of however many hundred thousand compete, that's a problem. I'm not defending performance enhancing drug use. I'm just curious <laughs> to know, like, I just feel, I feel like it's easy for people to, uh, I was looking at the comments from uh, Bridges and Hepner's boxing match and just how many people talk shit about it. And I was like, I just think it's so easy to sit back and not be the guy who's getting fucking punched in the face or and putting in the work to go there, no matter what your skill level is at it. Where did it's, you see that shit talking? I didn't see any shit talking. Just, just on Instagram, just comments oh. here and there. Yeah, not from those two guys, but just from just from the the peanut gallery. I just think it's so easy for people to sit on the outside and be like, "Well, you know, somebody's doing this extraordinary thing. They must be cheating." You know, <laughs> just it just makes you feel better about yourself because you suck and you don't do extraordinary things. I don't know. Maybe that's jaded. Wow. I I think those guys did an amazing job, and I'm yeah, a huge, they, I'm a huge fight fan. And I, and I'm I, like, I watch a lot of fighting and I, I was like, holy shit. Like, I mean, I knew Josh was going to do well. I was blown away by Jacob Hepner. Yeah. Like, fucker got a jab. Yeah. It was cool. Oh Keep- <laughs> mm. yeah. Thank you, Souza. <laughs> All right. Let's move right. on. And it's, and it's, it's the issue with Ricky is he, if he does well, people are going to be like, yeah, that's cause he's just, it's residual steroids or they didn't test him well enough for this time. Or he found a way to beat the system. You know, like, I don't know. At some point there has to be a path for redemption in life with some things. Anyway. I hope, I hope uh, he's and, a good talker. Do the work. Yes. Yeah. Still fucking training their asses off. Like steroids don't do a whole, you know, they don't do all of it for him. They help, they help, but they don't do all of it. I hope he talks good. Cause I want to have him on the show regularly. He's super Australian. You probably won't understand him. He's way worse than me. <laughs> yeah, you're easy to understand. <laughs> and I really like his brother, Benny. I've spent more time with his brother. I probably interviewed his brother a dozen times at the CrossFit Games throughout that one of the weeks he was there, and I really enjoyed him. Um, and, and, Get them and, both on. Have both of them on. They train together. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, okay, yeah, that's actually a good idea. I like that. I think it's easier for people to believe they are cheating because they aren't willing to put in the amount of work from the comments. It's easier to buy that humans aren't that great than that humans are fucking, you know, that humans are quite incredible and capable of doing some pretty amazing stuff. Word. See, that was so nicely said. That would never come out of my mouth. <laughs> my Damn. Damn. All right, let's move on. That's a perfect way to, to just put a little bow tie on that. More CrossFit news? We want to jump. No, let's do more CrossFit news. We know we're, uh, um, that shit. CrossFit and affiliate fees. So Uh-oh. last year, 
it came up that uh, CrossFit wanted to consider reducing affiliate fees relative to local currency and economies and things like that. So one year later, affiliates Mexico, Brazil, Thailand uh, said CrossFit reduced annual affiliate fee from three thousand US dollars to twenty two fifty in the last year if you pay for that year up front. And I believe the article discusses that this is um, they're going to continue looking into this and trying to support local or localized pricing toward international affiliates, which I obviously am biased disclaimer, but I think is pretty cool. <laughs> so, so wait, hold up Sousa right there. Um, so what it's all, it's sort of being tested in those three countries, Mexico, Brazil, and Thailand. I don't know if it's being tested, but I think those are the first three places or the first couple of the places where it's, where it's starting. So this was a big, big topic in all the, in it, 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 two or three times a year when I was on the executive team at CrossFit, this came up in very, very small, tight-knit circles there'd be five or six of us and we would talk about this ad nauseum and it is it is a more complicated um thing than just it, it's a bold move congratulations to crossfit for doing it, it, it it's it uh, it is uh it's a very very slippery so slope and a very very complicated maneuver to pull because within countries there's massive discrepancies in wealth also massive the united states the difference between uh running a gym in new york city versus uh where where connor called from in arkansas i mean it's nuts it's nuts in in my in my hometown uh one hundred twenty thousand dollars a year is a a minimum for the poverty line for a family of four so um yeah, good move. I'm curious to see how that plays out. That the, I want Cross has probably taken a massive hit on that in terms of money too. Yeah, but I think <clears throat> over 50% or closing in on 50% of our affiliates are outside of the US, which is really which is really cool. Which awesome. Is really cool. Yep, super yeah. duper cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um so, I mean, so yeah, I'm excited. Similar with the level 1s though, right? So like in Australia, we don't have the level 1 costs going up and down depending on what's happening with Australian and U.S. dollars. It's just a set rate. Yeah. Oh, and and that's with it everywhere, people, though. Is that what you're saying, Kate? It's the same. It's a thousand bucks no matter where you go in the world. Well, no. So basically, if you're paying a thousand U.S. in Australia right now, you're paying 13, you're paying almost $1,400 Australian. Yeah. But it's a set currency or it's a set conversion rate. So you, you don't have that up and down. That wouldn't actually happen. Um. So it's just oh, so, oh, okay. Australia, oh, so it's, it's like, always the same price in like Australia? 12, yeah, I think it's like 1250 I think. It, like for everyone, no matter what. I'm pretty sure, Australian. Has it been like that for 10 years? No, no. That's been something that's been around for maybe two and a half, three years. Oh, interesting. I was there. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know that happened. Yeah, so it's, it's really happened. recent. Like, and they they adjusted like trainers pay and stuff on, like accordingly as well. So it all they kind of made it all match up. Which worked well, out well for, for participants. Like it was, it's a really, really good move. Uh, someone said in the comments, they may take a hit in the short term. It could allow for more gyms, which would equal more money in the long run, for sure. And, and, and spread the message better, get more people interested in the games, get people buying more shirts, more shoes, all that stuff. I agree. Uh, it's, it, it is interesting that the price of the level one really hasn't gone up in, 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 since the day it was released, since Greg Glassman released it. It's really remarkable. A thousand bucks just always. Right, James? Is that do you know if that's true? Uh pricing on the level one course has gone up slightly, yeah. It has? Yeah. How much is it in the US? Let me check. I think I 
I think I don't. Susa can check that. You're you're big time, buddy. You're the fa- you're like the main anchor. There's so many that. screens up though. I feel like I have to use them. All right. Um, I I think that maybe that they've made it so that there's a f- extra fee if you sign up late, but I still think it's a thousand bucks. I can't believe how popular the online courses are. I don't want you guys to hate me for this, and I have not taken. The oh yeah, yeah. Sorry. Course. No, it, it is still a thousand. It's um twelve thirty five in uh, Canada. They're not going to be allowed to exercise there for much longer anyway. <laughs> um, I, if you're going to take that one, I would not take it online. I would, I, I, and miss the chance to get to meet James Hobart or Kate Gordon. I, I would not. I will, that. I will say the uh, online courses and uh, the webinars have, have been really well received and the trainers yes. do an awesome job with them. And um, they're still pretty cool. You don't get the same, you don't get the same vibe as you do in person, but they're selling I, like hotcakes, and I've heard they're amazing. Yeah, I but was skeptical I still think too. You're an but idiot if you do it, yeah, the team has done an amazing job with those. Every L one trainer, trainer has you guys all have the obligatory uh, p- p- picture of um, you guys with uh, Dave and Nicole. I really appreciate that. Okay, next story. You wouldn't take one with me. Um, <laughs> That's not true. Um, last little one. I just thought this was cool. <laughs> one, I like the title. I saw this in Men's Health UK. Hyper elite Noah Olson. Hyper elite fitness athlete, Noah, CrossFit athlete Noah Olson uh, gives us his daily workout. Baller picture, little mustache. I think they blur it out. I'll give it to you. Um, the workout wasn't so important. Oh, there it is. What I thought was interesting or what I liked about this, and um, I think in the past when I've seen workouts like this show up in magazines like this and they're talking about CrossFit, it's always about how the workout's going to kill you. And uh, they do a little bit about that here, but it was cool to see them just touch on uh, this tickled my trainer bones, touch on scaling, how to scale down, um, and just the idea of using a barbell, scaling the weight to whatever allows you to move with perfect form. I just thought that was cool. So I like that. Thanks, Noah. Yeah, go Noah. Is, is, is Noah too buff to win the games? Too yes. buff. I would scientifically give up, speaking, I would give up vital parts of my anatomy to have his torso. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 yeah. But seriously, is he too buff? No, I don't think so. No, is he too buff, Kate? I I don't think so. I'm trying to think of him relative to the other guys. Is he that? He doesn't even look real, dude. He Noah looks like an action figure. He doesn't. Those like you know those cheap action figures that don't look like they they don't articulate at the joints like they don't move. You probably don't know, but when you have kids, like if you want to get a good action figure, it's expensive. It's like it's like forty bucks. What? Like so, yeah, the more articulations you have, the more expensive they are. Like if the fingers move and the and the, uh, but like there's really cheap ones you can buy and he's just kind of like stuck and maybe just the head swivels. He That's what jacked. Noah looks like to me. Oh my god, he's so jacked. Yeah, <laughs> he looks good. Keep it up, Noah. Uh, this is pre like. Top knot, pre top knot, Noah. Pre-top. Maybe it's the top knot that's holding him back. That is definitely the case. Oh, there you go. <laughs> like, does he articulate or does he can only move his head? Oh, look what he wrote. I'm too buff. I weigh 205 pounds right now. In hindsight, I believe this was too heavy to be my CrossFit Games weight. I was very well. F- fueled this year and tracking my macros for that purpose uh tracking my macros this year and tracking my macros for that purpose took priority over the number on the scale wow okay so okay there you go good well said savon too buff too buff too i love noah i'd like to see him win 
No one can be just what a what a no great what a, except maybe for Ricky Garrard. That's true. Um, what a great problem to have. Too buff. Too buff. Yes. <laughs> okay, I'm going corporate here. Are you ready for this? Yes. You're gonna hate this, but I don't care. Um, I thought this was cool. I was flipping through GQ's um, annual 2021 Best Fitness Gear Awards, and uh, it was just neat to see some some CrossFit partners and friends there. Rogue Whoop. Rogue with their SR2 jump rope, Whoop with their Whoop band, Reebok with the Nano X1. So thought that was cool. What are these products again? What 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 do they this get? Is just in? just GQ's uh, 2021 Fitness Gear Awards, and that and then just shameless call out, which I have no tie to this company. Not that shirt, but the shirt at the top of the article, the 10,000 X durable shirt. That right there is an awesome fucking workout shirt. If you want to get a t-shirt but wait a second what makes an awesome workout shirt uh i could wear it outside of the gym it doesn't it's not like plastered with logos uh it's durable i can wash it like a jerk so i can like wash it on hot dry it on hot holds up really well doesn't stink after a lot of use doesn't get nibby holds its color well feels comfortable stretches moves with me also tapered to your body so you don't look like a a dad Wearing ouch. those things. Yeah. Ouch. I cannot wear a shirt that's tapered to my body. It shows off my gunt. Hey, um <laughs> what what uh, what were the other things? The whoopee and what was do you do do you do a whoopee, Kate? Yeah, I have one. Do you do it though? They're gonna bring out yeah, yeah. I check it all the time. They're gonna bring out um like the new one has like the, the ability to read skin temperature. So it's like you wanna talk about menstrual cycles, that's gonna be fucking awesome. You can track wow. ovulation. Have they have they um, have they specifically said that that can, is what it can be used for, or just from your knowledge, that's what you're saying? I think I think they've talked about it, like uh, picking up on if you're sick or if you have something like fucking COVID. But there was a mention that for females for tracking like menstrual cycles, it will be something. And there's definitely a connection between skin temperature and basal body temp. So there should be a similar pattern with regards to the increase in body temperature after ovulation, well, which should be awesome. What if there wasn't like an accelerometer in there or something? There it, is. Oh, okay. So it knows like you're getting fucked or you're fucking whichever one you're doing. I think it and, has capability to track that. And then, uh, and then basically like as soon as it knows you're getting hammered or you're doing the hammering, it just gives a little, like it knows the temperature, your temperature. And it's like, it just says, don't come in her. It's just like, you know, just like, a, it's like a meep, 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 don't come in her. And it's like, it's just a. You can turn that on, turn that option on or not. It's like it, the uh, it's, it's an the, accessory uh, electrode. You actually just you just put it right into your your grundle. Yes, yes. What, <laughs> it just shocks what, uh, you. It's a uh, what are condoms and birth? Con- uh, but the, yeah, it's a birth control. It's the whoop birth control. Yeah, it's pr- prophylactic. Mm. Yeah, I like that. Okay, and uh, and so the whoopee that that's good. I'm so against the whoopee. That's because because Greg hated devices and he got me all. All hating devices. Okay, but 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 everyone loves the whoopee. And what's the other the shoe? I I like the only good shoe ever made. Where is it? Here it is. Is that the two or the one? Is the nano two? two. And the and they don't make these anymore. And this company does not sponsor me, and they fucking should these fucking knuckleheads because I love their shoe so much. This shoe here is called the Victos Core. It is identical to the Nano 2. It is not as durable, but it's slightly more comfortable and way cooler. And I have worn mine to death. 
<laughs> you need but to get this, some new shoes. This is a dope shoe. I've been waiting to show this on the sport on the show. The Victos Core. It is identical, but way yes. nicer than the Nano Two. So now you know. But that's the only good. So so I don't like. They've been some bad Nanos, Hobart. The the Rich Froney Nano was probably the worst shoe ever made. I, I seriously, I'm not even joking. Didn't even fit over the top of my foot. Um, their new one is really good. The Nano X One. Not to like I said, I'm just really proud. I took this show in a corporate direction. I'm so happy I did that. <laughs> And what was the third product? It was the um, the Rogue SR2 jump rope, which I thought was freaking cool. Uh, that's a great jump rope. I don't know shit about jump rope. Well, well do you like uh, what? Do, what shoe do you wear, Kate? I have been wearing barefoot shoes. I've been oh. doing the the Cassandra thing, and and either wearing no <laughs> shoes or barefoot shoes. Damn, it's the fucking best. Show me like, the show me your barefoot the, shoe. Do you have the, it there? Yeah, I want to see. I want to know what barefoot shoe you're wearing now. That is some dorky okay. shit. I actually have another see? question for. Oh, oh yeah, shit. those aren't dorky. Yeah, those yeah, are nice. Look like, those look pretty cool. I look like a rock climber, or you know that like rock climbing shoes, but they're just super wide. Like that's the Vivo. They have no support. Yeah, that just Vivo. Like I think these are the Primus Light or something. Hey, but you want to get a lot of comments on your Instagram? Post a picture of those on your Instagram. You will not believe how many comments you get. People fucking love that shoe. I asked what shoe I should buy, and my, my DMs got destroyed with people telling yeah. me to buy that shoe that you just held up. Do you know what's even better? Post a photo of your feet on your Instagram and see what nope. happens. That's, no, thank that's you. Even better. <laughs> no, thank you. I did that. It was, it was an experience. Did you get destroyed? I got a lot. You know, there's like all these uh, like scam or like robot accounts that are just like, hey, uh, foot daddy or like sugar foot daddy like come and message me dm me i just got like hundreds of oh like foot fetish people wow yeah yeah i'm gonna gonna post a picture of my feet tomorrow that's so fun wow it'll uh, boost your instagram it's good i need that okay i actually have a serious question so you were talking about menstrual cycles and i don't know if this is true and i'm not just like a friend of mine she was telling me that especially if like two partners are close um male and female when when the female goes on her menstrual cycle, that it can also have the males can also have certain hormonal effects that run in sync with the cycle. Is this just like total bullshit? Is this something you've ever heard about? That is outside my scope of knowledge. Okay. I don't have an answer for that. Well, maybe next week's maybe, new show. Is it just like maybe his excuse for just like, I don't know, getting hormonal or getting emotional? No, she, maybe but this was what she was telling me. So. Oh. Do you know who? Do you know who Mark 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 Bell is? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to get him on the podcast, and and he's responded and said he'll come on. And so I was doing some research on him last night, and and I'm really excited he's going to come on. By the way, he's having an event tomorrow. It is so fucking. So he started this event. It's called September, and it's everyone walk ten thousand steps a day. And it's really cool that he's doing that because he's this big buff fucking like openly juiced up guy, right? And he's and he's like making stepping cool, like walking. And I'm a huge advocate of walking. I fucking love walking. Anyway, in in Davis, that's a city north of uh, me by probably I don't know 150 miles from me, Davis, California. To, at four in the morning, so in three in seven hours, Mark Bell is going to start walking at four in the morning and walk fifty miles, a hundred thousand steps, and he's inviting anyone to join him from four a.m. onward. And I just fucking love it that this like I don't know much about him, but I just think of him as just this big buff fucking like kind of like creative artsy dude, and I just love it that he's doing like a fucking like walking. 
He's making walking cool. I think he's cool. And then when he talks about, you know what I mean? Like he's talking about something that's like that, um, that people might not respect walking as a true form of fitness and, and he's doing it. And I, I just love it. But my point was vaginas. Oh, so vaginas and penises. My point was, is that he had a guy yes. on his show named um, Andrew Hub Huberman or Huberman. Oh yeah. Yeah. Fit, yeah. And this guy was saying um, um, that when, if you study people, you'll see that people, when they shake other people's hands, within 30 minutes of shaking their hands, people wipe their face. And that they're, and he just touched it on briefly, but that basically there's this thing that we do that's built into us that we're always smelling and sniffing and getting in each other's shit, even though we don't want to admit it. Basically, that was like, I'm paraphrasing. I need to have that dude on the show and ask him about that too. But let me tell you, there's, we have to, we have to be tied to those pussies. We have to be like inextricably, inextricably, inextricably. What's the word? Help me out. Susan. Inextricably, you nailed it. Yeah, I mean, we are like those things. I like. I think you could put on special glasses, and there's a leash that comes off a vagina. It's like a wire, and it goes around our neck, and like it maybe even plugs two things into our nose. I mean, we have to be in tune with that. Uh, researcher Israel Wiseman Institute of Science found that people use their traditional greeting of shaking hands to surreptitiously smell each other. Yeah, I'm telling you. Mm. Mm. Smells kind of a big thing. Like you notice it. Everyone's got a different smell. And, and, that's, what, and that's what kind of sucks too because like, like um, B.O. has a bad reputation, but B.O. is actually really sexy. It's just some B.O.s are not sexy. Well, no, no, no. Have ahead. you read the, the book? The, sorry, I'm cutting you off. The Brain That okay. Changes Itself, I think it's called. Um, in the book, they talk about this, how like a B.O. is a stinky smell if you ask most people. But over time, your brain starts to change your preference for that smell because of all of the other feelings you have and emo you know feeling connection you have toward that person. And the, oh, and the beef is so unique. The chicken or the egg, huh, Hobart? I don't know. So if like, since you and I like each other so much, Savon, it's like I would probably smell your B.O. and be like, oh, that's Savon's smell, you know, and I just feel relaxed and comfortable. And <laughs> I'll never get a be okay with someone's bad breath. Like like when you someone needs to floss. Taste, right? Say it again. Yeah, that's like exactly. Food. You just acquire a taste for exactly, it. Exactly right. Hey, Kate, you can go to the bathroom. I can? Yeah. You got to pee? I saw you doing the pee dance. No, I think I was just moving. Oh, okay. But you can pee during the show. <laughs> you, anyone can pee during the show, just so you know if you have All to. All right, roger that. Thank I'm you. peeing right now. I, 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 I think that there's like, there's people like, like bad breath, like someone who like needs to floss their teeth or like, you know, like I've, I've eaten salami before and then like two hours later, it's like cutting my teeth and like I smell my breath and I floss it out and I'm like, oh my God, like I can smell that fucking thing, right? Uh, I, you're not old enough yet for salami to cut in your teeth. I think People are really like a little <laughs> hyper clean and like super hygienic to the point where it's like if people are, I don't know. I feel like people just get a little sterile because they're so afraid of germs. Everyone's I love the smell of my wife. Every smell, smell on her. Smells. Yeah. You smell like fragrance, fragrances, fragrances. You smell fragrances. You smell like body wash, soap. Like that's, you, you smell these man-made smells so often that human smells are foreign. I can't stand the smell of makeup. I don't mind perfume. I cannot stand the smell of makeup, like powders and and mm. I can't stand it. I think the 
fragrance and some of that stuff is the worst stuff in it too. It's like, it's, it's not, it's not good to be applying that shit to yourself all the time. Increases your estrogen. That's why, um, uh, uh, Hobart has such nice skin. Did you ever read that book? I think it was called per- perfume and, uh, Dustin Hoffman was in the movie adaptation of it or something like that. I have to remember, but in it, like there's this guy who's a perfume maker, but he's kind of a, a whack job and he's trying to make this perfect perfume. And at the end he, he finally concocts it. And he makes it out of all these horrific things. I think like, and he sprays it around the town and everybody goes into like this crazy lust. And they have like this like wild orgy where they all like attack and then fight each other. And then it's, it's a crazy book. Anyway, I like it that you said concoct. I was at a, I was at a, I was at a Thanksgiving, I was at a Thanksgiving (laughs) dinner. This is, I don't know, 10 years ago. And one of my cousin's kids were there and he's this really smart kid, and he's probably like 11 years old. And he said the word cockeyed, and he, and I was a grown ass man. I was probably you know 39 years old, and I start laughing so hard. I think I spit my milk out my nose at the table, and I just everyone else is just looking at me like, like how inappropriate I was. But I just loved hearing an 11 year old say cockeyed, just like I loved hearing you say concoct. Can you get that in every show, Hobart? Oh no, concoct? that's that's what happens. Is he concocts the uh, perfume and he sprays it on himself at the end. And it makes the crowd crazy for him, and they think he's an angel, and so they eat him. Yeah. Sorry, you guys should. The book I didn't see the movie. The book is great. Anyway, the hell of a concoction. All right, that's my second recommend, <laughs> first recommendation of the week. I have another one, which is slightly different than Kate's uh, recommendation, which was the Pleasure Trap by Doug Lyle, um, and it's his TEDx talk, which she recommends. Both types of traps, though. Yes. This is the perfume by Patrick Suskind. Okay. Are we moving on? Yeah. Yeah. Might as well. That was great. Smells like, this is kind of cool because we've been talking about it. Smells like work capacity. And the reason I included this is not because I think they're hitting on anything that we, we, us here, and probably a lot of people listening don't already know. I just think it's cool to see stuff like this popping up more and more. So September 20th in the Journal of Eye Science. Um, when it comes to getting healthy and reducing mortality risk, increasing physical activity and improving fitness appears to be superior to weight loss. So the article had a lot of stuff, some stuff I didn't agree with, but what I thought was really cool is the discussion on risk reduction of mortality associated with increased fitness and physical activity work capacity um, was consistently greater than those associated with intentional weight loss, which I thought was really cool because obviously chasing weight loss, wow, that could just be a correlate to overall fitness. It's not really the key. It's the key is chasing the fitness and the work capacity. So it's just neat to see more and more articles like this popping up in scientific literature. <laughs> you you don't get old and stop moving. You stop moving and get old. There you go. Ready to, yeah, and then there were just some scary obesity statistics. Do you want to read any of them? No. Okay. Nope. I don't. Okay. <laughs> All right. Next one. Talking about, oh, you want to say something? No, no. I would get, well, yeah, yeah. If you're, if you're obese, it, it, like I get it. It sucks. Like like we've all had our ups and downs with weight. Some people, you know, I've never put on like 50 pounds too too much. But but What's the hell? 182. 
Five what do you five one eighty two? What do you weigh right now? <laughs> uh, one fifty five. Oh, but, oh but, shit! But, but I but when I was one eighty two, like I I was trying. I don't even. I'm so embarrassed to say this. I was trying to bench two twenty five, and I was taking as much fucking creatine as I fucking could, and I was just eating and eating and eating, and never benched two twenty five. I benched two twenty. And then I go like to Steffi Cohen's and she benches like 275 for reps at 10. I was going to say she probably benches more than 275, but yeah, for 10, that makes sense. I mean, it's just, it's just, what's your max bench, Kate? Uh, I think I've benched 100 kilos, which is like 220 pounds. Yeah. For one, one, one rep. Yeah. I think that, I think that's my one rep max too, ever. I mean, I can't do it now, but I think that when I was 22, but I quickly dropped when I, when I stopped, like it was hard to get to 182. Like I, like I had to be hurting. I had to constantly be eating and drinking shit. And so then after that, I think I stayed, hovered around 170 for probably six months. And then I, but like anything over 165, if I'm 165, I'm fat. I'm like, what's 165 in kilos? I don't know. But by fat, I mean like, it's impeding it's my like movement, 60, like touching my toes and stretching. 70, and 70, 70 kilos. Yeah, 75. So yeah. 165, that's what I weigh. 75 kilos. How tall are you? Oh, uh, 5'8", just under 5'8", by a tiny bit. Okay, so you're three inches taller than me, which is like, I think you get seven pounds per inch or something like that. So that would be, that would be 21 pounds more than me. And if I'm 155, that means you're, how much, are you 176? 165. Yeah. So, okay. So yeah. And you're, and you're from the pictures I've seen of you on your Instagram, you're le- much leaner than I am and you have way more muscle than me. So I'm fuck. I'm yeah, even I have, fat I, at 155. I, I have some muscle. I have some. Muscle I have some too. I have some too. There, not, yeah. <laughs> not really, man. No, I do. I have some, I have some. I do really that little, do. do that little, uh, half shirt bow tie knot thing you talked about at the no, beginning I of the podcast. Know. Okay, go on, go on. So, 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 Bill, yes, my point is back to the obesity thing. Like, like you gotta, you gotta lose weight. Now's the time. Like, if you're fat, like, you have to, you have to stop eating sugar. You have to. You're gonna die prematurely. It's guaranteed 100%. You have to. Just, and, 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 and here's what's worse fuck yourself. We're all mirrors here. And when you, when you eat like shit in front of other people and you smoke around other people and when you walk around obese, you're telling everyone else that it's okay. Do it for the rest of us. Come on, come on! You can do it. You'll feel better. Okay, that's it. Take a little science detour, and, and you can email oh, or text or, so or bug close. DM DM Hobart or Kate or myself. We'll support you. We'll be nice to you. I won't even. I'll be I'm much nicer in the DMs. I swear to God. That's actually true. Okay. Very sweet texter too. God. Okay. Uh, in 1994, the comet Shoemaker Levy Nine impacted Jupiter caused a big ruckus, caused some damage to Jupiter, so powerful that it left scars that endured for months and were more discernible than Jupiter's great red spot. A couple days ago on September 13th, another impact was observed. I guess it was really cool because it was also a huge impact, but it was important because advances in technology, more astronomers, professionals, and amateur astronomers were able to capture and provide data for this event. And I guess this is a good thing. So we can continue to capture interesting astrological events. What I thought was interesting is that some astronomers posit that Jupiter's size and gravity might help us reduce comets banging into our planet. Oh, meaning if they're on their way to get us, they like Jupiter will suck them up. 
Yeah, they got to pass big old Jupiter first, which I thought was kind of cool. How big are these meteorites that are hitting Jupiter? I think this one was 20 meters across. What happens if that hits Earth? Are we good? No. I don't think we're good. (laughs) Dude, you're telling me a rock 60 feet across goes into the Gulf of Mexico and it, you're, it's going to make a wave so big that like it washes out. I don't, like, I don't know about, I don't know about that, but if like it hit Berkeley or something like that, you guys would be like, that place would be fucked. It would be yeah, that's, a, like anniversary of the first person to be hit by an asteroid yesterday or the day before or something. Oh, that's great. It was like, a, it was like an asteroid that came through her ceiling while she was in bed and just fucking landed on her and she kept it. <laughs> like, this, is, this is mine now. And she didn't die? There's a photo of her. No, she survived. There's a photo of her, like, in the hospital. It's a black and white photo. She has this massive bruise, like, on the side of her, like, hips, waist. Yeah, I, I don't know. Just had an asteroid hit her. <laughs> Dude, I put that shit on eBay. How big was it? I'm thinking, like, it must have been, like, a, I don't know, a, a softball size? The roof slowed it down, though, right? I mean, it had to come through the roof, and that slowed it down. Here I gotta go. look. Yeah, I gotta alert. Yeah. On November 30th, 1954, an Alabama woman, Ann Hodges, was struck by a meteorite while taking a nap. The meteorite crashed through the roof of her home and. Jesus Christ. Sila Quagga, Alabama, struck a radio and then hit Hodges on her hip. Overnight, Hodges became a celebrity as word <laughs> of her strange story traveled across the country. I mean, isn't that funny? That happened in 1954, and they're saying his word traveled across the country. Today, that would be, like, known around the world in eight seconds. Mm. Wow. Hey, that's an obese woman for 1954. There weren't a lot of women that fat in 1954, I don't think. On a side note. How's Doug, Kate? I haven't seen him in a long time. Really? Oh, wait. He's in Doug's. Uh, at CrossFit Rocks, Doug? No, 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 Doug, Doug, isn't Doug your dude? Greg. Greg, how's Greg? Greg, great. Greg, yeah, right, that way, Greg told me to say, how's Doug? That was supposed to be a trick question, you passed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Hobart. All right, moving on. I think a lot of those 20-meter asteroids are comets burn up in the atmosphere, so never mind, doesn't matter. Suck at Jupiter. Yes, suck at Jupiter. If you are morbidly obese, I believe it's fine to focus on the weight loss over fitness for for a season of time, says a man's journey. Uh, he always does challenges. Speaking about Mark Bell, he did the carnivore 100 days, push-up air squats daily, first lockdown, along with walking. Uh, someone else says, I have a small community of people doing September challenge. That's cool that someone else is doing that. Oh, so September isn't Mark Bell's thing. He didn't invent that. I thought he did. My bad. Let's just say he did. Fuck it. Mark Bell invented it. Give credit where credit's not due. I like it. All right. This is way out there on my coverage, but it was a really cool article. Okay. So researchers working in partnership is Google made a time crystal which is a new phase of matter. Researchers working in partnership with Google may have just used the tech giant's quantum computer to create a completely new phase of matter, a time crystal. 
with the ability to forever cycle between two states without ever losing energy, which I think things are supposed to do. Time crystals dodge one of the most important laws of physics, the second law of thermodynamics, which states that the disorder or entropy of an isolated system must always increase. These bizarre time crystals remain stable, resisting any dissolution into randomness, despite existing in a constant state of flux. So the analogy that they had in the article basically said if you took a box of coins, quarters, and you shook them around, and then you opened up the box and you looked in, all the coins would be in various spots, random spots, and they would have certain uh, they would be situated in a certain way. And then you took the box and you shake shake it up again, open the box, they would be sh- situated in a different way. And this process would repeat, you know, thousands of times over. The way they explain the time crystal is that if they were let the time crystals, instead of flipping over and being random, every time you open a box, they're only in one of two patterns. Um, and it's never a random pattern, which I guess is a really interesting thing because of the whole law of thermodynamics. So... It allows you to not just study what shows up in nature, but to actually design it and look at what quantum mechanics lets you do and not do. If you don't find something in nature, then it doesn't mean it can't exist because they just created something that doesn't occur in nature. There you go. Uh, One, I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. Two, I don't think that thing hanging with a bunch of wires fucking hanging at it. I think it's it's bullshit. And three, I don't think you can create something that doesn't already exist in nature. So this whole story, I think this needs follow up, like next week, like like like. All right, I'll stay on it. The the Google Time Crystal from Live Science. I'm on. Do you understand what you just read? No, I read this article three times today, and it it hurt me. But Kate probably is going to be like, "Well, I watched a TED talk, and I took a class in graduate school that (laughs) about quantum physics." And uh, so I'm waiting for that. I've I've done nothing. This makes absolutely no. I'm trying to figure out what do you what what will it be used for apart from the coins and the job. Well, I don't think they really know what it'll be used for because um, I think one of the issues is it will only exist in a quantum level, so a really small level. So unless it's in this isolated environment, I don't know what they can do with it yet. But I think the amazing thing is that they haven't found it in nature and something like this shouldn't exist in nature, but they created it. So yeah. that's cool. So it's like they can do it. They're like, yeah, that's right. We can do exactly. this. I picture like the whole time when you were, I was just picturing like something stuck in a test tube, like light bouncing back and forth between two mirrors forever. There you go. That's a good way to do Sure. But I don't even know. I'm just making that up. I still have no fucking idea what you just said. Like I said, I read it a lot. Gershwin says, I think my grandma was an anomaly. She threw sugar in and on everything, even on steamed vegetables and had tea with sugar and condensed milk, but she lived to 85 and had a small frame. Here's the thing. I kn- I've known people who just live off of Coke. I've known athletes who basically, like these really, really skinny athletes, like they were arm- it was an arm wrestler, and he had the most insane, beautiful physique, but he was tiny. He was like a 145-pound, 147-pound guy. And, ba- and I went and visited him in Louisiana, and I filmed with him. His name was R.J. Mol- Molinaire. And basically, like, I never saw him eat, but he always had a bottle of Coke with him. And so that's where you get to the Steffi Cohen thing. Like, yes, if you can, if you can, and, and I, 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 you know, a lot of people have said this. It's not just her. But if you eat less calories than you burn, yes, you will stay skinny. And you probably can eat shittier if you – I don't even want to go there. But yes, if you ate just a cube of shit. Like, 
those examples, it's like, okay, sure, there's an argument for living to 85 and being pretty all right, but you never know what would have happened if they didn't lead a lifestyle like that because they're fucking dead. So there could have been another 10 years or there could have been a whole, you know, there could have been something else that went beyond her that final day because of a different lifestyle choice that she made for those prior years. You just, you just don't know. So it's kind of like an example that's like, well, okay, but what about if she did this? You just, you'd never know. And, and we don't know, um, he didn't, he didn't talk, he doesn't know that every night before she went to bed, she, um, did a hundred pushups and masturbated for 30 minutes and broke a violent sweat. <laughs> and it's the same thing with Mozart. They say he was, but a what if, prodigy. what if he did know that? <laughs> they, they, they also, they all like, they'll say stuff like I'm reading this book, uh, I, I finished it. Uh, I can't remember if it was range or bounce, but they were talking about that. There are no fucking prodigies. They'll tell you Mozart was a prodigy, but his dad was a fucking master musician. And he, he had fucking like 10,000 hours of musical experience by the time he was six or something crazy like that. Actually, I think it was like three and a half thousand hours. So you, you just, you don't, you, you don't know, but, but thank you Gershwin. I mean, I do, uh, I, there are these, there are, yeah. Yes. But but exceptions don't make good rules, right? Like, oh, I heard about a guy who was uh, flung, you know, 500, 800 meters from a, from, from a tornado and he survived. I'm not only not- did he survive, James, I heard he had a horrible back. And after that incident, his back was all better. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I'm still not going to go fuck with tornadoes. You <laughs> yeah. know, like, oh, yeah, well, I'll test that. Oh, cool. If one guy did it. I don't know. We like to we like to do that sometimes. It's like we find the exception of like the rule breaker when when we're uncomfortable with adhering to something. I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. But what are what are fomites? Yandy Placentia says fomites. F O M I T E S fomites. I don't know what that is. Where is that? In the comments somewhere. Yes. All right, we got a couple. We're almost there. All right. I thought this one cool in your home state. AI helping wildlife. So I guess certain species of birds, including brown pelicans, red-throated loons, and other species start turning up at ran- not random times, but at random times at wildlife rehabilitation centers with signs of a neurological disease. Yet they m- may pepper the state. Vaccine. Vaccine. The- <sighs> These, I told you you're not supposed to say things like that. <laughs> we, I want YouTube to like us. <laughs> Yet, though they pepper the state map, these centers are not interconnected enough to nip the issue in the bud. So, for example, neurological disease spreading through birds. Um, but because it's so sparse across the state, communication's not fantastic. They can't catch it before it gets out of control. So what they're doing is they're instituting an artificial intelligence system that uses language, natural language processing to categorize reports, looking for patterns in the number of admissions related to a certain illness, injury, or species. And they think that within the next couple of years, once everything is working well, the study authors want to expand beyond California, creating networks to assist wildlife agencies and veterinarians in other states. The methodology is flexible enough to accommodate different regions, different kinds of animals as well. So hopefully going to treat and nip animal neurological diseases and other diseases in the bud. I can't expect everyone in your algorithms. Me. I can't expect every, that picture was cute with the, if like, if you're listening to this <laughs> on a podcast, you should have been watching on YouTube. <laughs> that was a good time to take a bathroom break. <laughs> That's a great story. <laughs> 
Okay, you're right. That compared to the bees killing to massacring the shit out of the penguins, not as interesting. Navy D has a question for Kate. Can Kate hear the protesters from her house? Wow. No. I can't I can't get to where they're protesting technically. She's not allowed to go to the protest. <laughs> we rolling on? Yes. No, you just hate you're gonna hate this next one too. I don't even want to say it. Okay. I think this was in Colorado. This was someone gave us four dollars. Colorado. Says, Chad yeah. got a new oh wow, I saw that. Gerard Camacho, thank you. Thank Holy you. Holy shit. No, that thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Federal Aviation Admission Administration said there were 1.1 million small hobbyist drones in the US in 2016. This is a number that is expected to triple to 3.5 million this year. Why does it matter? Because drones can scare and annoy and disturb animals or harass them. Colorado Parks and Wildlife Field Services Assistant Director Heather Duggan said Duggan said whether hunting or simply flying out your drone harassing which means if you're changing the wildlife's behavior, which I have a real hard time with this definition, um, harassing wildlife is illegal. It's also, which I was really shocked at, prohibited to use drones for hunting. Fines can run up to $125,000. I thought it'd be really like genius to strap a gun to a drone, find a way to make it fire, and just fly it around and hunt shit. That's brilliant. Oh, great. Oh, great. Oh, great. Can you imagine? You're concerned about me using the word vaccines. You're talking about strapping guns to drones. <laughs> you understand the, the, the yeah. fucking, like the FBI. Hey, guys, this podcast was fun. So. I have nowhere near Hobart if you guys are coming for him. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Like, there's all these lot. Like, you know, you'd like fly over a river, just waste a bunch of fish. That'd be great. Dude, I guarantee you there's dudes doing all that and, shit. And that's the thing. Like, the, the fish the fish and wildlife, they do not mess around, man. They will find your ass into oblivion. But stop harassing animals, people. Do you know Dave? Uh, have you ever heard Dave's story where he caught a poacher, basically? And he called the... I don't know if he has told, told me that one. It's a great story. Ask him that. Ask him the story. Did you see him when you were in town? Uh, no, because he was actually – he flew out to Colorado. We we passed each other in the air. Oh, perfect timing. Uh, thoughts on fasting. Sevan, I know you mentioned doing one thirty-six hour of fast per week. Kate and Jan- James, have you f- tried fa- – do you guys fast from Quality Antics? I did one last month. I did a 24-hour fast, and sometimes I'll do the 16 and 8. I should do another 24-hour one. Yeah, I've done a little 16 and 8, but otherwise, no. Hobart, if you do 24, why wouldn't you do 36? I didn't know that was like a thing. Well, if you're so here's the thing. If you're gonna I'll tell you, st- go ahead. No, 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 you're right. I cut you off. I get excited. No, I want you to cut me off. Go. I did a I did a so 36 is how many days? Day and it's a half? basically you just sleep twice. That's my point. Okay. Like if you're go- like stop eating, sleep, get your first eight hours, like stop eating it whatever before you go to bed. Fat w- sleep. And then wake up and get that whole fast and then go to bed. And then you get two sleeps. When I was in school, uh, graduate school, I did a 48-hour fast. It was a cleanse. And at the end of it, you're supposed to drink like some sort of saltwater tincture. And um, I thought it was like – it says, I think – if I recall, it was some mix-up where it was like only supposed to be two teaspoons per 16 ounces. And I drank two tablespoons of salt water. And I had to go to class that day. And I proceeded to shit my pants every five minutes on the five minutes for a good, cool 12 hours. 
Wow. Um, my wife had me do some, what's a fast like that once 10 years ago or something, and I it was so much salt. It was like some sort of kidney or liver cleanse, and I puked my brain. Like, I violently vomited. <laughs> they yeah. give uh, animals salt to make them throw up. Like, that's like... Yeah, it, it just, was crazy. There was this thing that we used to do in New Zealand in primary school called the 40-hour famine. And it was basically like this fundraising thing where once a year, all the kids in school would raise money and you'd, you'd fast for 40 hours. But the fucked up thing was, and like kids would raise hundreds of dollars. You'd, like you'd walk around your street, you'd knock on your neighbor's door and be like, hey, I'm joining the 40-hour famine. Will you sponsor me? And people will sponsor you. And it'd be based on like the number of hours that you do. So they'll sponsor you like a dollar for every hour that you fast. The problem was, is I'm pretty sure they were like sponsored by this uh, lolly brand, like a candy brand. So the only thing you were allowed to eat during the 40-hour fast oh, was geez. water or lollies, these like hard-boiled lollies, you know, those kinds of lollies yep. that are in the wrappers like you used to get on airplanes. So yeah. You just eat lollies for 40 hours and just be like fucking pumped up on sugar, just 40 hours of lollies. You get a whole of money and, you're, and it'll be a really good thing. The glucose fast. There's the – there's, yeah. there's like a certain level of like – that's like a sinister plot to a movie. I really like that. <laughs> Oh man, I hate it. I, I just remembered that. I'd never thought about that literally until then. And we used to do it every year. Just like I'd walk up the street and off on the neighbor's door and be like, look, I'm such a good kid. I'm just going to eat lollies for 40 hours. There, there's this guy at Boston University named Thomas Seafried. He's like the king of king of keto. He, 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 I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to misspeak on his shit, but basically he talks about using keto to cure cancer and he has a course there. You've met him, huh? Hobart. I have. Yeah. CrossFit events. Yep. Fuck. He's smart as shit. Anyway. Um, what were we talking about? Fasting. Oh, one of the things he was talking about when I told him that I was, that I fast regularly, he said that men over 40 years old, I think he was over 40, have a tremendous, tremendous difficulty. Yeah, that's the book. Thank you. Cancer is a metabolic disease. Yep. And um, he, by the way, if, if, if you get into that, anyone who's listening, cancer is a metabolic disease, and then you start to really understand that, and then you think of oncology and the search for the cure for cancer, you will start to want to hit yourself with a hammer in the head. Because you'll see that trillions of dollars have been wasted. For, and I don't know if you've heard my whole spiel on this, Hobart. I know Kate hasn't. But there's no fucking cure for cancer. Just like there's no fucking cure for this other thing that's going around right now. And there's no cure for pregnancy. If you don't want to get pregnant, don't sit on dick. If you don't want to get cancer, don't eat sugar. If you don't want to get this die from this other thing, don't eat sugar. Like looking for a cure, it's like it's it's nuts. You guys are nuts. You want to add something to the concoction? How about just stop putting that stuff in your mouth and swallowing it and eating it for a few months? Anyway, so um, he Seafried uh, was saying that it's really difficult for men who are older to fast for 48 hours. And, I, and it used to be really difficult for me to fast for 36 hours, but it's not. Now I'm like on 65 weeks and it's just nothing. I'll never eat on Sunday ever again the rest of my life. No fucking way. All right, well, I'll try I just, it. I, I just had COVID, and, and, and I fasted through twice for those two of the days I had it. Probably the best two days I, of, of the experience. I think you're cur- uh, Sorry, you go, how about? No, 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 you go. There's some stuff from um, a woman called Dr. Stacy Sims. She's a Canadian doctor or naturopath or something who lives 
actually I think she's in New Zealand. And uh, she does a lot of work around women and not small men because basically all of the studies that have been done on things like fasting or like sports nutrition and all that stuff have pretty much been done on men. Um, and so I think there's some stuff and like I would have to go and find it, but there's some research that is basically making the point that fasting is not that great for women. I think it's really beneficial for men. I don't think it's, it doesn't have the same, doesn't have the same effects on women. I don't know to what degree they're worse or better. Um, but I, I just don't think that fasting is meant to be that amazing for females. I believe it. I sure as hell believe it. I sure as hell believe it for women, especially who haven't gone through menopause. Yeah. Like I th- like th- like th- like that birthing machine needs to be kept like 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 just running well. I I like yeah. I I, I believe it. I don't know why, but but I believe it for sure. Women don't fast. Keep eating. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Hobart. There's something I wanted to add on there, but it's gone now. So anyway, um, name and, and even if I'm wrong, even if there is a cure. Oh yeah. That's what I wanted to talk about was the cure thing. Sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. No, but the cure, I I just, I think that argument's a little, it's your argument's good in the sense that it's like, yeah, this can help all of that stuff, but it's sort of be like, well, if you don't want to get hurt, don't get hurt. You know, it's the cure is there as like a, a last, a last ditch, you know, tool, like a break glass if, if needed. Yeah, but I agree. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And 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 I know I speak in absolutes. And 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 I'm you know the thirty percent of cancers that aren't related to to eating sugar that are from you know wearing your AirPods too long. I get it. Oh, Jesus, and, but fucking don't say shit like that. <laughs> but from sitting too close to the TV, those ones. Your five G. You know your five G iPhone. You know what I mean. Don't get. Don't don't. You know what I mean. Yes, I do. Okay, but it's good Thank to say. You. Yeah, you're right. I'm an absolutist, as someone said. You're not. You're really who not. Said, who said that about me? Someone said that about me. Oh, Pat Vellner called me an absolutist. Someone in my DMs the other day, I guess, was watching that podcast. They're like, hey, there's nothing more absolutist than calling someone else an absolutist. He's like, wow, okay. Wow. Um, so college athletes are now allowed to make money off their name, image, and likeness. And this is a potential $1.5 billion industry. What's really interesting about this is a lot of people are starting to, early on, starting to complain that uh, the money's not being pushed around equally in the sports and um, that not all athletes are going to see the same amount of earnings from this. But uh, on average, Division I players are earning $471.00. I think this was per month, whereas some some athletes are making their entire yearly tuition in a month from name and image likeness deals. Star football players with national recognition are still likely to profit the most from their name and image likeness. Uh, I guess football players, college football players, own 79% of the NIL market share in July, followed by men's basketball and then women's volleyball at 5.5%. What's what's NIL? Uh, name, image, likeness. So it's basically like, hey, Savannah, I know you're super popular. You have this amazing smash hit podcast. Everybody knows who you are. Um, I run the local Chipotle. I want you to wear my Chipotle sweatshirt, so I'm going to sponsor you and pay you to do that. So college, is, is that bad or is that good? <laughs> Are we supposed to like that? Do we like that? 
I mean, I think it'll totally for a lot of, and not all of them, but it'll, it'll eradicate the student college student athlete, right? If I'm a star, I'd rather be a star athlete than a student athlete because of the money they're making. Yes, 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 yes. So they can't get, they can't get paid right in college. No, well, they, 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 they get paid. They weren't allowed to like profit from something like their name, image, and likeness up until this year. Um, and it's not, I don't think it's, I also don't think this is occurring in every single state. I think states are slowly adopting these new laws. But uh, there was just a lot of, uh, there's a lot of pushback from this because like some college football coaches are making like 14, $30 million a year. And um, the students aren't able, you know, and then universities are making so much money and from, advertising these players play for their different sports teams, but the players aren't able to share in that. And now they are. We, we need someone who knows how to think about that. Like, I don't even know how to think about this. You, you know what? Um, I, I was tripping the other day. We need like an ethicist on the show. I need to have an ethicist on the show or a philosopher or someone who's fucking really smart because the problem with so many things people, people, people don't know how to think about shit. They think about shit the way it's given to them. So let's say, look at the abort, the abortion thing, right? So the abortion thing is like, he, here are your choices. Uh, women's rights over their bodies or um, killing babies. Like, which team do you want to be on? And then they fall into, well, it's not killing babies because it's just a zygote, and it's not women's body rights bodies because they they lose that right once they have sex. But And you go down the rabbit hole. But those are the choices that have been given to us how to think about it. Now, let me explain to you what I mean by that. Someone could say to you, hey, do you want ice cream today? And your rationale for should you eat ice cream today should be, is it a hot day or is it a cold day? And that's the only way you know how to make the decision. But there's other reasons to eat ice cream and not eat ice cream. And so, like, if you don't know how to think about a subject, then then you'll be making a decision based on how someone else told you to think about it. So we need to take like like we don't like I don't I I, I don't know how to think. Oh, there we go. Epistemology. There it is. Ontology and epistemology. We don't know how to think about so much shit, and yet we have these opinions on them. Of course, I'm pro life. Of course, I'm pro choice. It's like whoa, 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 whoa. What, what do we have to? Are, are those are our choices? Like why? Like. Hold on a minute. Anyway, so so I feel I feel that way about like this this uh, this like I don't know if college athletes should be making money. I don't know how to think about it. Sounds good to me. Making money's fun. Allows me to buy shit for my mom and my kids. I think it creates more parity with the schools that are certainly profiting off all of those athletes coming through and playing for their sports teams. But one could argue that what the athletes receive in return is the fact that they do now have this platform created by the school. And the school's prestige, and that allows the athlete to have some sort of platform to catapult off of. And then is it really not school anymore, and is it just a business? Or has it well, always already just been a business? Well, I think it's school's a- already profiting, surely it's already business. <laughs> yes. Right. <laughs> so. Well, we solved that one. Boom. <laughs> anyway, a lot of money to be made for college students right now if they're uh, crushing it. Manny Pacquiao for president. Wow. Holy shit. Really? Yeah, I believe he's going to – he's running for president in the Philippines. Uh, he's already a senator, which I didn't know. So, um, And he's not officially retired from boxing either. He's also, for those non-fight fans out there, which I'm learning more and more about this sport, uh, maybe the only eight-division champ in boxing. Insane. Did Insane. not know that. Yeah. Um, the rival party faction supporting Duarte, current president, 
earlier said it will petition the Commission on Elections to declare Pacquiao and his allies illegitimate officers of the ruling party. So I guess there's a lot of opposition and pushback. Um, current President Duarte, who is forbidden by the Constitution from seeking a second six-year term, I believe tried to run as vice presidential candidate with another fellow Go, but this other fellow Go has declined to run. So I don't know if Duarte uh, is going to be back in presidential office at all, but I thought it was really cool that Manny Pacquiao was running for president of the Philippines. Yeah. I, man, I wonder how his, 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 that last fight, man, he got beat up so bad. The next day they showed his wife feeding him breakfast and, and he, he looked fucked up. She was feeding him like a bowl of cereal or something, something with a spoon. And he's just sitting there. Boxing's a tough game. Yeah. Well, being president in the Philippines, you ever been in a fight? So Kate? tough. I got in one fight when I was a teenager with another girl, and I think I punched her. But that's it. And then someone broke it up. Yeah, I think so. I think there was like a guy there that was threatening to hit me, and I was like, "Don't fucking punch a girl." Have and you I ever? Was, have you? Have it. you ever punched a boyfriend? Hit a boyfriend? No, never. Oh, good on you. you. So your temper's in, in like pretty in check. Yeah, I'm not someone. I'm not a particularly like angry, responsive, reactive person. I'll I'll let things like boil internally, <laughs> and I'm yet I'm better at like talking about shit now as well. James is James is breathing. That was the first night. That was the first time of the night where I heard your breathing, James. I heard a little whistling from your I, nose. I was just hoping you weren't going to ask me that question, so. I don't. I won't. I'm gonna save it for another show. What's more popular? People are seen by more people and make wait. What more popular people are seen by more people and make more money? No. Shit, I don't understand that question. That must be someone from Australia. I can't believe it looking back at it, I'm also from New Zealand. Looking back at what? Just how fucked up that country is right now? God, when they oh yeah, dude. the barley sugars. He's talking about the lollies that we used to have. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. The barley sugars. <laughs> this guy's from New Zealand. Yeah. Wait till they open up your lockdown. <laughs> and the Delta variant spreads wild in the God. Hey, oh. stop saying those things. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay, sorry. I'm just reading the comments, and Navy D wrote what I thought was can can Kate hear the prostitutes from her house? But it's protesters. I was like, what? Why do we talk about prostitutes? Uh, only the hot I can ones. I the prostitutes from my partner's house. He lives across uh, this road that's renowned for where all the hookers stand out and hang out and get high and pick up cars. Two, is, it, is it legal? Cars. Is it legal in um? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not in our country. Well, some states. No. Actually, everything's yeah, like kind of legal now. Some places. Yeah, and everything's kind of legal now. I feel like. I haven't seen that movie, The Purge, because I'm kind of scared of it. But that's the way I feel like it is kind of in the United States now. Like, just anything goes, I feel like. But it's only one night a year. Oh. Mm. But now it's like, I feel like there, it's every... There is a Forever Purge, though. Yeah, movie. That, that movie looks so scary. Have you seen those movies, Hobart? Please tell me no. I, I like movies like that. Jesus. Have you seen Black Mirror on Netflix? No. Have you seen that, Kate? No. A bunch of it's like the Twilight Zone, it's a bunch of shows. Don't see it, don't okay. see it. It's bad. I don't have for a your... TV. Oh, good. So, uh, I do have a rec. 
recommendation of the week to watch called the motivation yeah. factor documentary award. And this is a, uh, someone sent this to me via DM and actually um, the Adrian Bosman himself actually also recommended this to me. The award-winning documentary explores how something as simple as exercise can be used to address our society's seemingly impossible to solve challenges. Um, it really, it kind of documents just the effect of the presidential fitness test. Oh, I saw this movie. This movie's amazing. There you go. Um, Four-year film project interviewed over 250 of the world's leading scientists, physicians, educators, students, and alumni. It's the most comprehensive look at why we must exercise except for CrossFit. But it seems really cool and uh, has been recommended by some really awesome people. So recommendation of the week. We have been completely pussified. Even even the L1 has been pussified because they don't let you guys do Fran in there anymore. It's fucking nuts what's happened to this fucking country. <laughs> it's a bunch of bitches. It is so sad what I see parents doing to their kids when I go to the park. Everywhere I go, 90% of you parents are fucking horrible. You're stealing opportunities from your child. You're making your children weak. Your child falls down and earns the right to stand up, and you run over and lift your child up. Steal that air squat from them it's an embarrassment you you as a parent have a job to make controlled suffering controlled challenges for your child not to make their life easy but to make their life safe so that they have a safe place to struggle and have hardship stop being stop ruining your kids you're stealing from them i was actually just telling someone today about the video that you put up it was a long time ago i think it was one of the earlier videos on three playing brothers and I don't remember which it might have been. Who's what? What's the name of your oldest kid, Savan? Avi. Joseph? Avi the Great. Avi. It must have been Avi. The other two are just training partners. I only had those other two to be training partners for Avi. <laughs> but he's like he was he was I think in like diapers, just hanging out on the playground, and it's just a video of you watching him make his figure out how to get down this little like climbing thing, and it was just so cool to watch that like that whole process unfold where it was like, you know, my own natural instinct was like, oh, fuck. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. Someone please. Oh, God. And it was like, no, you watch him and you suddenly see he learns these little things where he's like, oh, there's not a step there. Okay, let me feel my foot around to something else. Okay, I can't do that. I'll pull myself back up. And he's like, okay, I'll lower myself back down, find a different step. Okay, this one works. And you just watch that whole thing slowly, step by step, take place. And suddenly he's climbed from the fucking top of the playground to the bottom. And you're like, oh, my God. Had anyone stepped in and been like, hey, let me help you. It's just like that would have that would have never happened. He would have never figured that out. It was just like it was so cool to watch that video. I tell everyone about that video. Uh, and it's hard. It is so hard. But if you, every time you jump in and interfere, you just stole one opportunity that can never be replaced back. Yeah, it's, um, it's remarkable. And you turn around, if you, if you look around and start really watching parents, you'll see, I, I mean, he, here's a perfect example in my own life. I've, ne- I, ne- I always dress Avi, always. I put his underwear on, his pants on, his shirt on. I dress him every single morning. I love that time with him. He's six He's six years old. He'll be seven in a month. My three-year-old, my four-year-olds know how to get dressed better than him because I don't do that as much with them. Like I've babied him. I've ruined, obvi- like, he, like he's not good at putting his clothes on because I've always done that for him. And so there's so much stuff that parents do for their kids and they're just, they're, they don't believe in their kids. You have to set your expectations so high. It's like it's almost like having um your, your, what you should do for your boyfriend or your girlfriend too. Anyone you love, you should set expectations so high. It's and let them fail. If you want them to be great. <laughs> 
set the expectations so high. People live up to expectations. People live up to what you what you hold them up to. They really do. They want to. We all want to make each other happy. Mm. I hope I'm living up to your expectations, Hobart. Uh oh. He must have said yes, and, and we just had a bad connection. <laughs> oh, Hobart's muted. That's we what's actually going on. do have a bad connection. <laughs> oh, that's my fault. Wow, this it is getting funny. weird. Because when you said, um, when you said, "Am I living up to your expectations?" I actually let out a big dramatic. <sighs> so I'm bummed. I'm bummed that you missed that shit. For failed um, drug testing CrossFit, why have we never seen what companies we should avoid? If this is a problem, shouldn't we have more education awareness on this? Yes, Robbie, any any supplements that come with like a needle taped to the side of the box, don't take those. Robbie, I don't like no one ever, like there's a whole rule book on that. I don't know, Robbie, if I don't agree with that at all. They don't have to go out of their way to tell you like what if it has bol as the last letters of it don't take I was, it I was, anabol yeah i don't urbanol, yeah endure all, all yeah yeah testosterone yeah, you know that's not coming from like <laughs> yes, your yes. your whole foods vitamin c supplement don't take yeah. yeah if it has test in the beginning or ball at the end don't take that <laughs> don't or take do it. take that shit i don't know whatever you want to do man yeah get wild i think it would be cool to, to win the crossfit games and then pop you do yeah, why not? Fuck it. It's your life. Do what you want. You Make go. it your own fucking journey. I juiced up and I fucking won the games. And yes, I cheated. <laughs> I fucking cheated. It was my only way to win. CrossFit? Yeah, they, it could use a heel. It needs a good heel. <laughs> and then and then just do your thing. And then just sell. Just do your thing. Unless, unless it's bad. Unless, unless you think. I don't know. Anyway. But you should have fun. You should have fun. Is, is are steroids bad for you? I can't. Are, are are they bad for you? They shorten your life, right? Yeah, I think long term effects can potentially be quite negative. We'll ask Mark Bell when you have him on the podcast. <laughs> He'll know. He's had a wild fitness journey. He's a cool guy. Yes, uh, a man's journey. A lot of us are taught failure is bad instead of learning opportunity. Yes, of course. I was I was raised to avoid discomfort at all costs. Like exactly. Like my mom was. My mom raised me to avoid discomfort. And it wasn't until my 30s that I found CrossFit that I was like, holy shit, discomfort is the only way to get at a true adaptation, quick adaptation, quick learning. Yeah, my mom did not raise me that way. Well, that's what, why you're a fucking man-child and I'm a fucking estrogen blob. <laughs> Hairy estrogen blob. <sighs> my, my kids will pay the price, though. I have two stories left. Okay. Is are you surprised this has gone this Are you bummed it's gone this long, Kate? This is a good no, one. I was ready for it. We had a oh. long one. What was the day that we did that interview? That was a long one. I was ready. I was prepared. Okay, good. I'm feeling a little insecure about how long it's gone. No, don't feel insecure. And, and Kate, if it was just you and me, I would be really fucking insecure. But what Kate <laughs> brought to the table so far has been uh, essential, to say the least. Good. good. Huge fire. I feel good now. Huge fire burning um, in Kings Canyon National Parks which is significant for a lot of reasons. One, it's a fire that's burned for 24,000 acres. And I do not think it's contained 
uh, to any significant percentage. 24,000 acres is something like 18,000 football fields or about 37 square miles, which if you have no idea what those numbers mean, it's a shitload of space. Um, but in this park, I believe there's the tallest tree in the world, largest tree in the world, which is the General Sherman tree, which we just saw there. And they firefighters have been using these aluminum-based blankets that sheath the tree's foot-thick bark with a synthetic material to help them survive. There are some signs that this strategy has worked um, on other structures. The General Sherman tree is 36 feet across, which is cool. It's tw- 275 feet tall, which is also cool, but it's 2,500 years old. So I think this tree as well as uh, three others, which are the oldest trees in the park, are still standing. So hopefully they stay standing. Have you ever seen a giant sequoia in person? Yeah, I've been there. Have you seen one, Kate? No. It is. Um, we have this other. We have this other thing. In the. Uh, have you ever been to the Grand Canyon? Have you been there, Hobart? I have been in the Grand Canyon. Yep. So these two places, you can be standing in front of like a giant sequoia, and then close your eyes and take a few deep breaths, and and literally like you can't even. And then you open your eyes again. It's it's like that. It's like you can't even fucking believe what you're standing in front of. Wouldn't you say, Hobart? Grand Canyon's kind of like that for me too. You can't even like. Yeah. You can't you can't even get your head wrapped around it. These trees are they're they're not even trees. It's like <laughs> calling do you know what I mean? You know like those whale sharks, they're just like floating rocks. Mm. It's like okay, I I see a shark, but like come on, man. These trees are ridiculous. It's just like the Grand Canyon, the hole in the ground is so big, you can't get your head wrapped around it. You can't believe it even though you're standing next to it. The it Grand Canyon really looks trippy. fake. Yeah, the Grand Canyon fake is, is a crazy thing to see. I always thought so in person. But these trees are bizarre. I want someone to discover that these aren't really trees. <laughs> like these are something else. Yeah, fascinating. You know where else is like that too? Is Africa. They have these trees. They're called the baobab tree. And they are also... Um, they look like an upside down tree, right? It looks like all the roots come out of the top. Is that's what the that tree looks like, right? Well, they're usually really isolated. They're like really far apart from each other. Can you pull up a baobab tree, Souza? Like they don't grow like in a, as a, in a forest. They're like just in the desert and they're they're far apart. Yeah, I guess you could say that. But they're just so yeah, like that. It's so weird. Oh, that's pretty wild. So weird. That's full Lion King there. That's full what? Lion King. King. <laughs> yeah, it 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 is a it's there. It's a that's probably one of the coolest things about Africa is the baobab tree. You can't even believe them. They don't they don't look real either. <laughs> probably half. Them, they're probably half of them are cell phone towers. <laughs> <laughs> and they almost do look fake. Man, that sucks. That's I would I would let I would let sixty penguins die to save one. Uh, Giant sequoia. That really sucks. Oh, this is a good little philosophy. Have you ever heard of the trolley car problem in philosophy? No. You're you're, you're in a trolley cart and you have a switch in the trolley cart and you can divert the trolley cart to another track. So on one side of the track, there's, I don't know, 60 old people. And on the other track, the track on the left, there's a baby. So that you have to choose the old people. There you go. And so there's, there's, um, all of these, a lot of philosophers have, have come up with all these just different scenarios that help. <laughs> I love this problem. And just to kind of try to find out, 
you know, where, what do people value? You know, greatest good for the greatest number. Do they value something specific to themselves? If you make the participants more relative to you, maybe it's six of your family members and then somebody else's child on the other track. Oh, so that's it. But anyway, what made you think of that? Um, when you said you'd kill 60 penguins for one redwood and I was like, would you kill a hundred? I was like, what would he kill 120 penguins for one redwood tree? Like how many penguins are worth the redwood? That's what I, I really want to get to the bottom of that. It's 2,500 years old. Penguins average lifespan might only be like 10 years. Fuck it. Let's kill 200 of them. Hey, that, and that's the problem with the current situation we're in, in the, in the, in the world that no one wants to talk about what's on the other side of the, on the other side of the track. Everyone, the political machine and the moral superiority of going to the left is so fucking fierce that they're refusing to look at what cost, what we're truly running over in order to save these people. So let me give you an example. 40% of the people who've died from this disease in the United States um, were in nursing homes or care facilities. And the average life expectancy in one of those care facilities is 13.7 months. And most of those people have like dementia and are broken and can't wipe their own ass. And yet we've put the whole world in turmoil for 24 months when half the people we're trying to save had a 13.7 month life expectancy. Like, like there's, there's no one talking about like the cost, let alone the kids, the schooling, the buildings, the businesses. I think it's like 60% of all restaurants in California have gone out of business. I mean, it's, that's it's so sad. It's so sad. At least let's have the honest conversation and see what's on the other side of the scale. What does this cost us to save who? Man. There's a really funny um, article that came out with Thank Australian you, Susa. recently. Yeah, sorry. And go it, ahead, was, it was basically, and I, I can't recall everything in it, but one of the main things that stood out to me was the average life expectancy in Australia is about 82 years old. And the average age of the people that have died so far of the thing that we shall not name is about 86, which yeah. I just kind of found like kind of entertaining. I'm like, this is nuts. It's like... All right. And and we we had a psychiatrist on the show who was the head of a psychiatric facility in Stockholm. Uh, do you remember his name, Sousa? And he said that the average age of death in 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 Sweden was 80 and the average age of death from this disease was 82. And as soon as you see that, any scientist would say you have to ask, oh, did they die of it or with it? You almost cannot say that they died from it if they died higher than the median. I mean – it's so nuts. It's so nuts. And Canada still hired. I can't believe Canada reelected that guy. I cannot believe it. Okay. What else? Trees burning. Well, hey, will this just be like this forever now? Will there ever be a point like I just get past this? Uh, you know, my real, my real take on this. Yeah. I think this is around for the next f- five to 10 plus years. Okay. Yeah, I mean, with where Australia's at the, right, right now, like, we haven't even had it hit us. Like, we are literally so far behind everyone else. You guys are how many years deep? We, we haven't even started. So. Oh, you mean because you've just locked, you've, you've just avoided it? Cause you, no, cause, one's, right. no one's had it. Literally, no one's had it, and that's what's so scary. It's oh. like, no one knows. We The only stories we know are from overseas of, like, the awful things that have happened. So it's like, yeah, we're, we, we're in the with the pre 
bad days. You guys maybe are a little further in than us. So I think, yeah, we've got wow. at least five years. And so let me tell you something else. That was David Eberhard, by the way. If you haven't seen his TED Talk, check it out. David Eberhard. And he was also on the podcast. Um, that is fascinating that you say that because I know people who 100% know they, know they have no chance of dying from this. But when they got it, they panicked because the hype is so real. But the disease isn't so real. But it's yeah, you're right. And it is going to be crazy when it hits you guys. Wow, that's it. Yeah. If retirement homes had assault bikes 13 months ago, it would turn into 13, 13 months would turn into 13 years. Yeah. I think that's true. <laughs> I think that's true. They'd have to ride them. Okay. Final story, Hobart. Well, it's not really a conspiracy theory of the week, but it talks about conspiracy theories and conspiracy theory news sources. So this was interesting to me. Many of the world's biggest brands, including Nike and Amazon, have been found advertising on websites that spread false information on all sorts of topics. Other companies to also advertise on these websites and it lists them. Point being that this advertising is worth up to $455 billion this year. So, so you know what? I, yeah. So I write a completely out, outlandish story that says um, James Hobart has been a cocaine kingpin for the last 50 years. And even though he's only claims to be 35 years old and he's worth $300 billion and he has a harem of sexy um, Brazilian men in his castle in Belarus. And all these people rush to read this story, but the story is really just a place to, um, even though it's a lie, it's really a place just so I can sell ads. Yeah. Well, the, the, it wasn't, it's not quite that cut and dry, but that, that's a pretty okay. clear depiction of it. It's that the companies uh, like Nike and Amazon supposedly cannot tell. Uh, where their ad space is being purchased and they're not necessarily discerning whether if it's on a reputable site um, or a site that actually is a housing conspiracy theory. So uh, it, it reminds me, it sounds like they're talking about Reddit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, Reddit could be one of them. I'm sure that's... If you uh, hate yourself, go spend time on Reddit. I just want to let everyone know that. Like if you think you're a bad person... And like, and like you deserve fucking to have your brain polluted. And like, you want to like, you don't like, like if Satan were real, Satan would show up as Reddit. Oh, I don't think he would go on. Too scared. I, I think there are worse ones than Reddit, but. I, it's the only, it's the worst thing I've ever seen. I do not go there. Anytime someone tries to send me shit from there, they're like, holy shit, have you seen this? I'm like, eat a dick. <laughs> Fuck you. Like I take it as like they're being mean. Like they're offering me a cigarette. No, thank you. <laughs> Well, You're a shit friend. Pornhub is cleaner than Reddit. No. Yes. You yes, think? Yes, yes, yes. Because here's the thing with Reddit. Reddit's like glory holes at Disneyland. It's the juxtaposition of, 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 of things that are there that make it that bad. Pornhub just is just pornography, all sorts of fucking and sucking. But but this, this, this Reddit is a... Um, like a wolf in sheep's clothing. I mean, yeah, you're you're one click away from what you should buy your six year old to for for their for Christmas the most popular toy to one click away to the most fucking vile, disgusting, mean lies about human beings you've ever. I mean, it's just a. Uh, 
and, and I'm ashamed that I mean, the, the guy who started is a woke fucking moron. I'm ashamed that he's Armenian. And he married uh, he married that fucking hamburger peddling Serena Williams, who's a, a, another fucking disgrace to children everywhere. It's just brutal. It's brutal selling selling poison to kids in a in a in a pandemic. It's not it's not okay. Well, we had well, such I a guess nice. It's okay, I guess it's okay. We had such a nice podcast. I knew I could bring it down with one last story. That was it. <laughs> so I'm glad I glad I could do that. Average life expectancy of a person in the U.S., 78.54 years. Uh-oh. Also, going to be good. Is there going to be another stat he's going to put up? Also found out, back to our asteroid, a 7-meter in diameter asteroid would have 16 kilotons of TNT energy. That is the equivalent to the A-bomb dropped on Hiroshima. I don't know if this is true. I'm just – I found this on a Reddit forum, but – um. <laughs> I, just, I just want to follow up. I think if a twenty meter asteroid hit our hit our like hit I don't know, Denver, it'd be really it'd be wrecked in technical terminology. Anyway. What I always heard was is that there would be a dust cloud that would block out the sun. No, it's gonna be Starlink that's gonna block out the sun. Oh right. Yeah. Oh, we got some good feedback on the Starlink thing. It's it's really interesting. And it's Elon Musk is like all bummed because he's not getting enough praise for like putting civilians into space. And uh, this happened too, I think, when he started SpaceX. And he was really upset that like uh, early astronauts didn't praise him more. And he just went and did more cool shit. So I think he's really a mad, mad Joe Biden didn't praise him for sending four civilians into space. So that'll just piss him off and he'll just go do something even cooler. Sounded like you just took a bit hit off a joint. I would have never noticed your breathing. It's not my fault. <sighs> I've been I've been exhaling not as hard this one. <laughs> Just for hey, like a little dramatic effect here and there. I um, think Kate, it's you breathe through your mouth, James. I know. It's because my nose is always <laughs> stuffed up because I'm allergic to everything. Uh-huh. That's what you get. Because your mom babied you, made you wear shoes. <laughs> exactly. Didn't let you breastfeed and didn't have Where's you vaginally. It, hey, one, don't talk about my mother's vagina on this podcast. <laughs> Two. Yes, she did. <laughs> um, Kate, I, I heard you were buying a microphone. I, I, I heard you were buying a microphone for this show. I have a microphone. I just haven't got the adapter for it yet. Is it is it near so your computer? A, like a, so no, it's not. I have a because the one that I wore last time was like this shitty cheap headset that just had a headphone jack because my other headphones don't. Um, so I, I opted for the AirPods, assuming maybe it would be an improved. Uh, audio quality, but I'm not sure yet. And um, what what mic did you get? Oh, it's like a broadcast headset that has a mic attached to it. So I oh, haven't got I a fancy one. I can't wait. That's cool. No, that's cool. I think that's what they use at the Mayhem Empire. I always see them with the ones with the. Yeah, it's just like headset, little mic. It'll just hang out right in front of me where I need it to be. I just it just literally has one of those massive headphone jacks on it right now. So I'm just getting waiting for the adapter to arrive. So so I, I before I go, I want to ask you guys one question. I I reached out to the Carnivore MD. Do you guys know who he is, Paul Saladino? Mm-hmm. And I had a guest on the other day named AJ Fletcher. He's a um, UFC fighter. Just made, just got a contract. He's nine and zero as a professional fighter, which is pretty damn good. And um, I contacted AJ and I contacted Paul Saladino. I'm gonna say, I said, hey, let's do a show with the two of you guys on it. And 
um, talk about whether you could be a CrossFit ath- uh, a professional fighter and be on the carnivore diet, right? And I go, but I'm all, I also want to find a CrossFitter. So I want to ask Rich if he'll do it. That's the do question you, you're asking me. Yeah. Well, do you guys do you guys have any? For, do you? Well, I, I guess it's a broader question than that. Do you think it's possible to be on the carnivore diet and compete at the games? From the little bit you guys know, for, or the lot of bit you guys know, and two, do you think Rich would be a good one to contribute to that conversation? I my first thought is that it would be hard to get enough food by just eating meat. So I think just like the sheer number of calories that I think a lot of those athletes eat, trying to replace all of the carbs and other whole food sources of fat with just meat would be, I just think that it would become a chore to eat that much meat each day to, to get the same, the equivalent, if your calories are equal. If your calories, calories aren't equal, maybe the carnival would mean that you're under eating slightly based on what your actual needs are. But I don't think it couldn't be done. I just don't see a lot of athletes actually doing it like practically. And I wonder if you're if you eat the carnivore diet, if you automatically go into ketosis, if you start using ketones as your as your pri- primary fuel source, or if like you could eat enough honey where it's not like that. Like like what what happens? Yeah, well, I mean, it's like we talk about CrossFit being a glycolytic sport, which is primarily fueled by carbohydrates. So if you're not eating carbohydrates, you're going to have to find that energy from somewhere else, which could essentially mean that you're not so great at the high power end of like the test that you're doing if, if it's stuff that's if it's stuff that's the more longest stuff like the more aerobic things maybe maybe you'd have good results but yeah i just think if you're not taking any other source of energy aside from fat like i think that's going to be a pretty it's, it's going to be hard to beat the athletes that do have carbs hobart no i, I like what she said right at the end there it's i think it's hard to beat everybody else I've never heard that glycolytic sport. Yeah, so it's a sport like we talk about it. If you remember from uh, the L1 seminar or the L1 uh, weekend, we talk about the three metabolic pathways in the fitness lecture. Um, So what we're talking about is like basically – we talk about CrossFit being short, medium, and long, and that's what we want to train. We want to be able to do all three, um, and it's based on building your metabolic pathways or your engines. So we create power with what we sort of know at the moment through three different ways, um, and depending on the duration of the effort will depend on where that power is taken from. So the shorter, the shorter like high-end stuff is going to be primarily fueled by carbs, and then the longer stuff will switch into Carbs and fat. That's that's fascinating because obviously I'm familiar with that lecture and, and I I missed that piece of it. I just thought that those were different engines. I didn't think of them in terms of burning different fuels. That and that's just my idiocy. Well, anyway, I I, I, I want to have that discussion. I'm very I'm very curious. Maybe it should be Kate. Maybe it should be Kate and. Are you a good nutrition person, Kate? Do you know more than Hobart? Hobart, you know a lot. You just won't talk about it. No, yeah, I was going to say, Hobart will be able to talk about that way better than me. No he doesn't really talk, though. He doesn't talk, like, unless you, he's like a, he's like a sponge full of water, but, like, you you have to put some pressure on it for, like... Oh, I like that analogy. I like being a sponge. You have to squeeze me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You guys are the best. 
two hours. I hope everyone enjoyed this as much as I did. Two hours and 18 minutes uh, with Kate Gordon, James Hobart. What an amazing evening. Uh, we will be back. Hobart, are you here? Are you? Do you work Sunday? I'm not working this coming weekend, and I will be uh, good to go Sunday night, twenty the 26th. Okay, and Kate, um, you we would love to have you back. Uh, they're normally at six p.m. on Sunday. I don't know what time. What time did you start today? That'll there. be that'll be eleven a.m. That's yeah. two hours earlier. That, yeah, that works. What? Okay, cool. Okay, and if you can't do it, um, try to tell us before we go live because that always kind of fucks to show up when the when someone doesn't show up. And, and if right, you want, Kate? if you want to shoot some news stories that you think are like really exciting or interesting to talk about, please do. Yes. Do you BYO News. Text him. Text him to jameshobart.com. Done.